0: Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeel. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Alright, folks, and we're
1: back. Bold Sports episode... 63. 63. 63. (laughs) 63.2. Yeah... (laughs) We started recording and realized, oh shit, this isn't recording. After yeah, like it's too
0: minutes. bad. We um, we we were doing a seance. Yeah, we had we had like the ghost of Art Rooney come down and tell us that he guaranteed that the Steelers are going to win on Sunday against the Saints. But now you don't get to hear it, right? Because Steve forgot to hit the red button. Ah, uh, fired. So no, I, mean, I can't really fire you from your podcast in your house. I, I fire myself. Well. <laughs> Hey, but it's good to be back. It know? is good to be back.
1: No, maybe maybe a little, uh, maybe a little leftover
0: uh, from last night being out of McMinn's. It, you know what? Uh, we all have those days. You well, know, I would not have, I would not have been able to record this show yesterday. Oh, um, I was
1: in no condition to record this show yesterday.
0: I took three naps during the space that we would normally record this show. <laughs> Which is really odd because we recorded at the time I think most people go to bed, right? And you're napping, but I'm yeah, I'm just taking naps <laughs> so I can then like wake up at two thirty and like you know watch some news and then go to bed for real. It's been so crazy uh,
1: the last couple weeks, and and it's gonna be even crazier this week and next week, pretty much until January fifteenth for me, uh, and Amanda as well. So we ended up actually, like, so I I work six days this week. I'm off Sundays. That's it. I'm mm. probably going to be working six days for the next two weeks. Uh, just based, you know, restaurant service industry mm. during Christmas season. I'm Amanda's retail during Christmas season. And uh, so we are busy. But we ended up, I worked yesterday daytime. She worked yesterday daytime. We realized we got Monday night off. So we came home, decorated a Christmas tree, watched a cat play underneath it for a while. And mm. had some of the Christmas ornaments around. Went down to McMinn's. Watched Penguin Game.
0: And that was all right for the first period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, not watching the Penguin Game. I, I could have been, but I wasn't. Yeah, the first, first period was good. I was, I, was, I was all over Twitter, though. And I, I could tell it wasn't going good from, you know... Tweets. <laughs> tweets, tweets from, you know, at Bold PGA Sports and other... Popular hey, hey, feeds and
1: Poppyani
0: and everybody else out there in Penguin Land. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> pomp! I loved I loved watching him on Sunday. It's always so much better after a win. Oh dude, you know when he when he's like when they lose, when, or when it's going poorly, and he's like, "Stay tuned after the game for two hours of post game coverage," and you're just like, "I don't think I can take it." Hmm? <laughs> but when they when they beat the Patriots. Like they did on Sunday, Like I was like, yeah, give me that two hours of sports talk, I'm, I'm here for it. And then he does the news, and then he does uh, Number One Cock and Sports Showdown. Yeah, I missed all that because I was watching Sound of Music with my parents.
1: Was that on Sunday? That was on no, Sunday. That was on, that was on Monday night.
0: Was it? Maybe on No, cable, no. But on network TV, it was Sunday.
1: You're right, it was, because we, yeah, it was, after the game, it was on, and I had it on for about
0: 10.2 seconds, and then flipped to Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It's a shame because it's such a long movie, to begin with. It is, and then they, and then on they TV. put all the commercials in, and it starts. It's like a four-hour movie. Like, yeah. No kid today, with the, the childlike attention spans of the, you know, yeah. iPad generation. Oh yeah. Like, You're yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. sit there and watch a four-hour movie about like little like little Nazi schoolchildren, <laughs> you know,
2: like. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not even
0: school children. They don't have to go to school. They're super rich. My bad. They have a governess. My bad. Right? I mean, but at least it's Julie Andrews. I mean, like, a lot nicer than the nuns that we had growing up. Oh, man. Yeah, some of the nuns that we had were, like, just ridiculously horrible. They weren't horrible, but they weren't, like, Julie Andrews. No. No, not at all. Yeah. Now No, we have uh. Yeah, but
1: the nuns we had could pitch for any major league baseball team. Really? Yeah, because they'd be writing on the board and they'd know who's talking and turn around and throw an eraser dead strike in your chest. Oh
0: man. Yeah, we we didn't have that man. Like I don't know. I think it's cruel to throw erasers at kindergartners. I mean, and I never write. had another nun for a teacher after that. I mean, I, I, like, I, it I, was all I, lay teachers. Trust me, like I've seen kids get smacked and hit and you know and it's it's almost like I mean, put it this way. Like, John Staggerwald came to my high school to do a story on, like, how great it is that they hit kids at my high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was not, without, like, a trace of irony. I mean, and the school embraced it. Again, without any irony whatsoever. Shit. Well, I was, but, like, I, I never had a nun after, like, I mean, I mean, except went for to, my art teacher in, to, like, I, sixth I, grade. I
1: went to grade school. I went to Catholic grade school for the first couple of years, and then I went to public school afterwards. But even when I the public school, we had corporal punishment.
0: Yeah, we never did.
1: Parents signed off on a waiver. You can get paddled.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. There had to that. be like
1: the principal and the principal had to do the paddling and there had to be a witness.
0: I had a nun write a letter. A lot. <laughs> a
1: lot of paddlings for Steve.
0: <laughs> oh, Is anyone and then I, surprised? And then Is anyone I surprised? It. Okay, my
1: mom to this day still has a paddle that hangs on a light switch that my dad made her yeah. for my ass. Wow. Okay, so so guess what? If I got in at school, they had to call your parents first and let them know that it was happening.
0: Mm. I got it even worse when I got home. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, there
1: were some paddlings. I
0: didn't realize you went... Like, I know like you live like north and west of here, but I didn't realize you grew up in frickin' Montana. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean... Yeah, like I, I, had a nun write a letter to my, my parents about how I misbehaved, and they took away the power cord from my boombox for like two weeks.
1: See, my parents
0: took away <laughs> my parents took away the
1: power cord from my boombox too, but then they forgot that it also took batteries.
0: Oh God, you know. Yeah. But then, did you have batteries? Yes. I'm a, I'm I'm a actually... grown ass man with a job, and I couldn't produce four D batteries <laughs> right now without driving a CVS. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that. Is but do you know how long four
1: D batteries lasted the boombox? I have somewhat of an idea. About an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, boomboxes.
0: Whatever happened to boomboxes? I still have one in my bathroom. My
1: parents still have mine. My dad's has it. It's, it's his. It's his housework boombox. Mm-hmm. Like it's got like
0: paint splatters all over mm-hmm. it, and it's got like,
1: you know, putty mashed into
0: it. I've always had a boombox in my bathroom. Always, and um, yeah, like I, I had a, one one apartment had like the light switch like, that controlled the outlet as well as the lights. Oh. So like, as soon as you like turned on the light, it would just be like
1: blaring out like Van Halen or whatever <laughs> or was, like, whatever like, was on TV yeah. at the time. And there's no
0: doubt you were in the showers like when the last time you were listening to it, so you had it cranked way the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I cranked out without DVE at the time. And Whatever. it's also helpful to, you know, listen to the Steeler game. Yeah. On on Maybe it's a Sunday and you, you know, maybe, maybe you had a little too much to drink Saturday night, so you need that, like, hot shower during the first quarter to, like, be normal. See, uh, you know, yeah, I
1: try to get myself normal before kickoff, um, but there are those times where I've totally had to, like... Sometimes there ain't enough French toast in the world. Yeah. There, yeah, there's that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, how'd your sports weekend go? I mean, we're kind of flying on the seat of our pants. I didn't really do any notes. It we sounds like your sports
0: weekend involved a lot of uh, manual labor um, <laughs> for wages. Um, well, my, mine involved... A, okay, so I watched, like... I got what, to watch some sports. I was just having to
1: turn around at the barn. And, yeah. And then I have TVs on the other side. Sure. But they're on an angle. But most, I was, I've been so busy, work's been so busy, like, it's Christmas season and everybody's out and about and whatnot. So, even if there's stuff on TV, I don't you know, I get to really
0: pay solid attention to it. No, wow. So, I, I had some, we had some company Friday night. So, I didn't I didn't get up bright and early to watch soccer like I usually do. Um, so the, the 10 o'clock game was alright. Uh, Apparently. I, I heard anyway that Crystal Palace won. So that made me very happy. That's good. And then I watched a little bit of the uh was it Juventus versus Torino, which is like I mean they're not two evenly matched teams, but it's like a local rivalry, so there was like some good intensity there until Ronaldo did his shit and then the game ended.
1: Oh that Ronaldo dude. Yeah, that
0: Ronaldo guy. It's like the only time I watched him all year just because I thought like if anybody's gonna like make them cry like maybe it'll be the the team from across town who like despises them um but that didn't happen and then I you know I I didn't watch a single bowl game but I'm undefeated on my picks so I'm happy about that um I watched the first half of the Steeler game up to the two minute warning um with in a in my darkened office with my cat <laughs> and then oh you wait what did you do Sunday I, well, I went to my parents' house. Oh! I, I left at halftime to go to my parents'. But, like, for for the first half, I was just, like, running a little behind. And I was like, oh, shit, the game's on. So I just, you know, I just sat there and watched it until it was time to... We went and dropped some cookies off at, at our friend's house. And then, you know, I made, I made my way over. I, f- I had a really good feeling about that game at, mm-hmm. as of, like, the end of the first half. And, like, we'll talk more about the Steelers later. But, like, it was a good sports weekend. Um, I don't... I don't feel like the Steelers, you know I guess I guess I just felt like if there was a chance to beat New England, it was gonna be this weekend. Of all the years we've played New England, like they're shittier now than they have been in a long time. Yeah, they they're kinda, still really good. They're still really good. You know, but they're not like you know, they're they're not the top two or three teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, a lot,
1: a lot of the pro a lot of the, the pro uh, Sports people out there are, are um, taking New England to um, not necessarily make it through the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and it's um, I'd be fine with that, just like the other years that someone else knocked them off and then the Steelers benefit from that, but um, it's nice to beat them, you know? It is. It if, they, is. If, they get, if they get bounced out of the playoffs and the Steelers end up making the playoffs and playing a team that beat New England... You know, we say, like, listen, like, you had your chance. Also, New England when we beat you.
1: Well, how do you feel about the uh, L.A. Chargers? They're surprisingly good. I mean, they beat the Steelers. The Steelers gave up a
0: 16-point lead. That, that game, game was tough to watch. It was tough to watch, but they've been good all year. They have been good all year. Sneakily good. Sneakily good all year. They, they, they have engendered so much, like, dislike in San Diego for leaving there. And they, you know, I think they were very fairly... Like criticized for you know signing on to this move to L.A. where they're not even going to be the like main team in their own stadium because that stadium is for the Rams and oh, they're, yeah. they're just going to be like renters basically. It's going to be like and they just like snuck up on us and it's they, gonna like they've like got. Just going to it's gonna be like the Giants and the Jets playing the same stadium, right? You yeah, know? and it's like you know guess guess who's you know it's Giant Stadium. It wasn't Jets Stadium. I mean now it's MetLife Stadium, but it's Giants Stadium. Yeah. Trust um so how many how many Giants fans? I bet you if like you took like the offices of MetLife, you know, like who are actually based in New York, like how many of them do you think would be like Giants versus Jets fans?
1: Well see, the Giants fans are mainly really
0: Jersey. That's that's a big part of it. And the Jets fans are more like Long Island. Yeah. Because like So so
1: like I what I found about living out on the East Coast is it's like Jets and Mets and Giants and Yankees. Mm-hmm. is kind of how that goes. Precisely. And right. mostly your Giants fans are mainly in New Jersey. Yeah. Or like you said, Long Island.
0: Or like or, Manhattan, you know. Or, you know. The, and then they, they are the like the New Jersey Giants, like the New Jersey Jets. That's, you, know, you know, that's what well, people are Well, New Jersey say. only has one actual team. Right. And that's
1: the New Jersey Devils. Right. That's the only professional sports team that's claimed That by claims, the, Jersey, the claims Jersey. claims But there's actually
0: four. No, wait. Three, three now. Three. They used to have the Nets. The Nets moved to Brooklyn. The Nets moved to Brooklyn, but they Thanks, still got Jersey. two NFL teams <laughs> yeah. and a soccer team. Yes. And the Devils. hmm And the Devils market themselves as Jersey's team. hmm You know, and it's like, I'm sorry, but like. And then remember, Jersey's,
1: Jersey is a state. So I live in Jersey, South Jersey. Jersey is a state split in two. Mm-hmm. All right, It's about as wide as my thumbnail, and it's about as long as my pinky finger. And Trenton and North is New York, and South of Trenton is Philly. Mm. It's essentially what it is.
0: It's true. Um, I remember going to Cape May, that's and, they, and they, they sell the... I don't know if they still do this, because print newspapers are dying, but they used to like... You know, they used to have, like, paper boys just walking the beach selling the Philly Inquirer. Well, I, well, they, I lived in... Cape in... May. And I, I remember asking my dad, like, why are they selling the Philly paper if we're, like, not even in PA? You know, and he explained to me, like, how that whole thing works. And I was yeah. like, oh, I guess I, well, that makes I, sense. I lived you know?
1: in Brigantine Beach, New Jersey, which is mm-hmm. the island next to Atlantic City. And uh, it was all there. it was all Philly. Yeah. It was all Philly. And, um, yeah, it was weird. And but and it was either Philly
0: or Giants. Yeah. It was, like, the spread there and like the the sort of dividing line like i've i've had several people from the state tell me this over the over the years but kind of like the dividing line like gray area for that is the like seaside heights like ocean county yeah area um you know when i when i went there i met a lot of giants fans and a lot of yankees fans and like one of our one of our prominent yankee friends is from that area yeah um but you know like you gotta talk about like, thinking about, like, Philly shit, like, I can't think of a town on the shore where Gritty would fit in better than Seaside Heights. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I think Gritty would get thrown out of most casinos in Atlantic City. <laughs> so did Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, like, you're not welcome here, even though you're from Philly, you know, like, you're not, you're not welcome here, like, Oh, man, you know, where where is that guy. <laughs> Woo! Man. I don't even know. I, you know. That was one cool thing about working in
1: the casino. I worked out out there. I worked at the Borgata. Mm. I got to meet a lot of cool
0: people. Did you work there when Dylan played? Yeah. Were you there seriously when Bob Dylan played there? Yeah. I kind of went, like, we were looking into going to that. Yeah, I was there. I couldn't believe um, it. Like, and then uh, I was they, there. I, first of all, I didn't know that, like, that was new. Like, Borgata, when they opened, like, two thousand, like, we're gonna, we're going to start doing, like, shows yeah right? I was, and they started getting like yeah. good shows not like you know like decrepit country singers who were 70 years old no offense to like meadows and you know mountaineer and like the kind of entertainment they get but like nah, Brigado no. was getting like yeah Brigado still gets I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does like i'm i'm 10 years older now i I'm called my one buddy here i, I, I got work, since i worked
1: out there it was 2003 mm. i called my one buddy and i said hey i says look i says i got word That Your favorite musician is going to be playing a show out here, but the night before that show, he's going to be making a guest appearance at the one bar and just going to jam out on his own by himself and play acoustic all night. You should probably come out because if you're fucking lying to me, I'll fucking kill you. I'm not going to drive six hours and find out it's like no one. Nope, sorry. I'm like all right, dude, I'll pay for your shit if you come out and it doesn't happen. Well, he came out and I says, and he likes tequila, by the way. So he was sitting. (laughs) That's usually an important note. Right. Yeah. But but the bar that he was playing at was a tequila bar. Okay. And I told the bartender, which I knew, because I worked across the hall at the Brigada at the steakhouse. And I was like, hey, I was like, set him up with whatever he wants. We'll take care of the tab later. I'll come over after my shift. Like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I go to see seat at the bar and says, you know, you're fine. I'll be back in, like, seven hours. <laughs> and lo and behold, at, like, 10 o'clock, Dave Matthews comes walking into the bar. Nice. And just, like, grabs his guitar and just sits up on a stool and just starts playing acoustic
0: for, like, five hours. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> He's yeah. like, dude, this is great. <laughs> well, that's, I mean... That's a good story, and that's, you know, you should tell it to Brandon. Well. If you haven't already. Yeah. Of all the Dave fans I know, like, he's the most passionate, so. Right,
1: my buddy Josh, man, he's he's a big Dave fan. But, I mean, I got to meet a lot of people. Like, so, at that same bar, Mm -hmm. they had a house band one night. They were sitting there, and we're across the hall at the restaurant. We hear the band playing, they're playing a Bon Jovi song. And uh, And all of a sudden, it stops. And then it starts again. I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds like Bon Jovi. <laughs> Walked across the hall and Bon Jovi was chilling out in the casino and jumped up on stage and started singing his own song Nice,
0: on nice, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots of cool people I met out there. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so, um, we were kids growing up mm. and we watched these guys play. Um, Dutch Dalton. Okay. Dykster. Mm-hmm. Kruk. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Mitch Williams, let me tell you about those four. (laughs) What a fun group of guys.
0: I I mean, I can imagine, you know.
1: I mean, Dalton's knees looked like railroad tracks. Dykstra's eyes were sunk in the back of his head. Mitch Williams was still doing all right. (laughs) Kruk
0: is has an image to protect because he's on ESPN. But, still, but, <laughs> but, but part of his image is that he could, like, drink a 30-pack and be normal. Probably. Yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, and Those like, guys were fun. <laughs> it's, it's bad when the, like, normal person in your group is the guy who goes around being called Wild Thing. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, just a little
1: bit. I mean, Mitch Williams was, uh, at the time, he was the uh, manager for the Atlantic City Surf. Um, oh, okay. The, uh, so, Atlantic East Coast Baseball League. Yeah. And uh, whatnot. But I, I got to wait on those four guys, which was quite interesting and its own. Uh, it was fun. Jeez. Man. Uh, you know, I uh, got to wait on... Um, got to wait on... Uh, okay, here here's a group. Michael Jordan, Ahmad Rashad, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, and Tiger Woods. Jeez. Really? The whole conversation was about their golf round the next day at Atlantic City Country Club. Yeah, on how they were playing for a million dollars for the round, five hundred thousand aside, a hundred thousand dollar closest to the pins, hundred thousand dollar long drives, hundred thousand dollar greenies and
0: sandies. You know, like... okay, man. Like I don't, I don't know like how stringent the like problem gambler hotline <laughs> law in New Jersey is, but like if I ever see fucking Charles Barkley. <laughs> Betting on golf against Tiger Woods, I'm calling nine one one, man. I, I ain't even calling the gambling board. I'm just calling fricking three zero two that guy. I, know, right? I don't care how rich you are, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, it's, that'd be like me, like challenging Steph Curry to a game of horse. You know, and then and then betting my house. <laughs> like, Right, I, I mean, mean, maybe not. I mean, a million dollars to Barkley is like well, what's funny is the, salary.
1: Is, well, what's what's funny is uh, is uh, Barkley does they did a charity, mm-hmm. um, uh, thing. So him and the one ref they had going back and forth when he played, um, they always butted heads and whatnot. So this mm-hmm. ref was Barkley was since retired and the ref was since retired, but they did it ten thousand dollars. For charity mm-hmm. that Barkley would run the court backwards and the ref could run forwards and Barkley would still beat him yeah and they says and they says this is for charity $10,000 he goes yeah he goes dude he goes $10,000 isn't even a blackjack hand exactly yeah I know man <laughs> exactly <laughs> these guys man I, I walked out after they were done with dinner and whatnot and they finished up and they left and went to go gamble in the high limit pit area and I walked up to the pit boss and I was like wait on those guys for dinner he says yeah this is how they do on the table he says, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. He says, not bad. But then I watched somebody crapped out. About $30 million came off the table. <laughs> I'm like, that's more than I've ever seen in a lifetime. $30 yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. thirty
0: millions on the table. You know, I went like, to Atlantic City once, okay, and like, I like parked at Caesars and then like walked the boardwalk to another casino that I won't name. And then I like spent $40 in like three minutes on a slot machine. And then I just went and drank at a bar with a bunch of people who were just like, I wish we had a sports book. And that was like 15 years ago. Like I was probably, you were probably working that night. I was probably like right in your neck of the woods, man. You probably were. Because I was there
1: 2003, <laughs> 4, 5, 6, and 7. Yep.
0: Yeah, I was, I was down there. I went down there a couple times in like 2006, 2007. Yeah, but I didn't have the kind of money to like hang out with you and Patrick Ewing. Sorry. No, I was not. I, I was waiting on that. <laughs> well, right. Way. I couldn't even. I probably couldn't even afford to eat at your restaurant back then, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was. I was staying at the. I was staying. My bed was right next to the fucking fire siren for the town of Seaside Heights. <laughs> it was like under a staircase to like another floor of the same hotel. Nice you know and yeah we, we just road tripped it we had a good old time yeah but like it, i said it was like three minutes of gambling and then like an hour of like wishing i could gamble on sports like what we were like watching the pirate game on the tv at a bar in a casino and saying like oh you like the pirates like don't you wish you could wager on this game and me being like no because like they kind of blow right now
1: Right. Nobody bets on the Betting bets. on
0: baseball is a joke anyway. Yeah,
1: you got to lay $160 to win 100 Come on. There's... Can't
0: do that. Sorry. Yeah. I only, got... I only had 40 to come in. I didn't realize how expensive gambling was. Yeah, right? <laughs>
1: Speaking of gambling, this weekend opened up uh, Sportsbook. I loved it. Man. In, in I, I didn't go. And the first bet made it the Sportsbook at the Rivers was... A local Pittsburgh guy, Steelers fan and all, mm. bet eleven thousand dollars on the Patriots to win,
0: and he lost.
1: And he lost. And I'm glad. And he had a two and a half point spread.
0: And if you don't have eleven thousand dollars to like lose, don't then you're probably it. not gonna bet eleven thousand dollars. Like I, I could probably scrape together eleven grand, and, oh, I and, 11. and go bet it all. But yeah. that's really irresponsible because like based on percentages. Now like I would have bet, you know, a hundred on the Steelers to win. Oh, yeah. Just for funsies. Yeah. Um, and it would've and it would have paid out nicely for me, but if I had lost I would have just, you know, gone like, well, with my life. Well, see,
1: here's the thing. Katie put it out on their Facebook page about the betting in the casino and that sports books open and this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I made the comment on there it said, you know, I'm still gonna call my bookie because I only have to pay off and collect one day a week. Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't have to pay the juice up front or lay the yeah. money up front. Yeah. So. And does the, does the sports book at the casino give you Christmas presents? No. No. Because, like, occasionally a bookie might, like, yeah. you know, give you a little, like, Christmas gift or, yeah. like, you know, some cigars or something. Right? You know? You get that personal relationship. Yeah.
1: I mean, I usually get a couple drinks bought for me. Yeah. You know, but it's like, so I, 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 when I call my bookie, it's like, hey, I'm going to lay this on that. And he's like, all right, cool. And I know in my head, if I'm laying hundred bucks on the Steelers, that if I lose, I owe them a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. If I go on a casino, if I want to bet hundred dollars on the Steelers, I got to lay a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. And if I
0: win, I go and collect my two twenty-five. And then, do you have to buy around for like everyone else at the bar? No, not the casino. <laughs> See, you, but that's the thing. Like, when yeah, you're, when you're betting with like the local bookie at the establishment, or 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 if,
1: or if you hit one of the football, football. pools at your local pub. And you walk in, and they are like, hey, Steve, you hit the halftime pool. Mm. Here's 100 bucks." And you're like, yeah. sweet. Give it right back. Guess I give everybody a beer. Yeah. And, you know, like the day I walked in the yard bar, and I walked in, and Billy goes, you're an asshole. I'm like, for what now? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he's like, you hit the floor. That's or- a given. <laughs> he's like, like what like, else? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, what else is new? He's like, no, you hit the half and the final. Here's two envelopes. I'm like, 200 bucks, thanks. Well, guess um, everybody's got am- a beer. Like, I, haven't, I
0: haven't hit a single pool. I haven't wanted. I've never bought a brick at a bar that I didn't work at and had <laughs> it actually pay off for me, ever. Like when I used to hit them all the time when I worked at the Regent Square Tavern. I remember Steelers played on Christmas Eve one year, and I, I hit, I hit the final, and I got a Christmas bonus and my like sixty dollars out of the register for just showing up and working a full shift and my tip out on like. All the other Christmas tips that the bartenders were getting. Dude! And I, I went home with like 300 bucks that night. Dude, you, you, yeah, you made it. I mean, I thought that was what life was just going to be like from now on. <laughs> yeah. And like, apparently not. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, uh, I run the football pool
1: for my work. I've only hit it once. So, for $25. Yeah. And I put 10 to 20 bucks into
0: the pool every week. <laughs> like... You know, you gotta fill those blocks, man. Yeah, I mean, if you got empty blocks, like you're not a good. Oh, it's runner. funny the week and the you're week not a I good, yeah
1: and the week I hit it,
0: mm.
1: I hit it for twenty five bucks. It's like week nine, I hit the pool and everybody's like, oh, it's fixed. The guy who runs the pool hit. <laughs> I'm like, dude,
0: really? It's yeah. the
1: first time I hit
0: that's all why, year. That's why you never let Phil in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, fix, 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 the fix. It's fucking Phil. <laughs> Did you ever Boy. go to a game with Phil? Yes. Yeah. Raiders game with with him and Chris oh God. and so Julia. You, yeah, you've, you've, you've sat through it. <laughs> most fun I've ever had at a Steelers game. Oh, fills Hands a nine, down, fills and I spilled I spilled two beers in the fourth quarter. Right, we had that conversation. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I wasn't the most popular guy in my row, but it, it would have been impossible because Antonio Brown was the most popular guy that night. I mean, you're not, you're not going to do much better than AB. No, he set some records that day, and that was that was a lot of fun.
1: AB is. Uh... A.B. is a special character. He's a pro He's bowler. A sp- he is a pro bowler.
0: Uh, and a Pizza Hut spokesman. Pizza Hut spokesman. Hey, man, Juju. And Basta Juju. Pizza Hut. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Juju this weekend? I, I saw him tailgating. Yeah! And, like, I seriously... My first thought, as, like, a guy who weighs 140 pounds, <laughs> was to, like, look at the cheeseburger and make sure it wasn't too big. <laughs> because, like, I could eat a McDouble and probably go, like, run around. But if I eat, like purgatory yeah then i'm useless so i'm like seriously worried like is the professional athlete who's like you know about to go run around for three and a half hours you know a foot taller than me like is he gonna eat is he eating too much at the tailgate and then i looked and it was a very reasonably sized burger yeah he Um, showed up at the tailgate yeah i'm really but then i'm thinking like is it a reasonably sized burger or is it just it looks small because he's got huge hands because he's an nfl receiver who catches just about everything.
1: Right? Uh, but Mark Madden apparently trolls him ridiculously. He trolls everyone, like,
0: I you know, the funny thing is that like I probably get more upset about it than Juju does. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Juju's whatever. Dude's because retweet my shit and everything. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like he's making him more famous. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I just don't like the cynicism about Juju because he's actually like He's a breath of fresh exactly. air. Exactly. He's he's good. He's another yet another steal of a receiver drafted by the Steelers. He's, he's a, a young. He's a they young are guy. great at ruining defensive draft picks, but for some reason they like have the golden touch when it comes to drafting receivers. Yeah, and you know, the second round. He's, he's got a fun name. Like even like the most seasoned broadcasters can't say it without like stumbling over it a little bit. Um, you know, like he he's good with the kids, like. As far as I know, he was at, he was I, I heard a rumor today. that he like got into some trouble as an underage drinker once, but like I don't know if that's true or not, and I'm certainly not one to judge. Um, but he's not like making headlines and getting suspended. Yeah, and and he's like marketing himself. Yeah, he's and, creating he's, his own brand.
1: Yeah, so and that's, that's anything, really important in okay. the NFL
0: because you have to wear a helmet. Right so people don't even like get right. to really and know like what you look like unless you're doing social media and, and he's he so
1: and silly. he was brought up he's 22 years old he's brought up on social media mm-hmm. he, he he grew up with having the internet
0: and today's I had... kids are so good i'm so i dread the day that my like 5 year old nephew oh. In, like, ten years or whatever, like, when he first gets on Facebook or Twitter or, like, Snapchat or whatever the hell the thing is in those days. Right. And And totally owns my ass. Right. Because the kids are so much better at social media. Dude, yeah. You know? I'm at work and I'm like, I do Facebook and
1: Twitter. Like, what about Snapchat? What about this? What about TikTok? What about... I'm like, I don't even know what
0: that is. I don't even know what that is. Like, exactly. Slow down, junior.
1: Yeah, right? Put on (laughs) some 1320 WJAS
0: for my old ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so... here's the caliber of people I work with. I'm sitting at work today and I'm flipping through Facebook and I have about 10 coworkers around me. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. And they're like, what? I'm like, Penny Marshall died today. And they look at me and go, who? And I says, what a schlemiel. I says, so <laughs> I was like, okay, Penny Marshall. I says, have you ever seen For the League of Their, uh, a League of Their Own? And they're like, yeah. I was like, she directed it. Mm-hmm. I was like, have you ever seen Laverne and Shirley? Like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, never mind. Never mind. You're too young for Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Hello, Laverne. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> it's <laughs> like, but, they're, but, but they're like, they didn't know who Penny Marshall was. And I'm like,
0: huh. Okay. Did I tell you my cell phone story? No. So, like, Julia got a new phone in the mail. Had to take it to t uh, T-Mobile store mm-hmm. to activate it. And she works right above the T-Mobile store. So, you know, we we popped in there. We were on our way to dinner, so I'm there with her. And, um, when you know, the guy's like, let me call your number to make sure I activated it right. And it starts ringing. And she's got this ringtone. It's not an REM song, but it sounds like it would be an REM song. Like, it, 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 it's got strings and acoustic guitar, and it sounds like it belongs on, like, Automatic for the People. And she's like, oh, yep, that's me. That's my REM ringtone. And the guy who's, like, smart enough to sell me a cell phone... <laughs>
1: He said, who's R.E.M.? He says, who
0: is R.E.M.? And I was literally listening to It's the End of the World as We Know It in my car on my way downtown. And I was just, like, speechless. And, like, I mean, that's the state of the world we're in. The, uh, the first time I actually felt
1: old was whenever I heard "Man on the Moon on 3WS.
0: Okay, well, that's that's – they're accelerating the format, okay? Like, that doesn't count. That's like inflation. Okay, that's like the same thing. as like they show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Nick at Night. That doesn't make you like 70. Just because when I was a kid and I watched Nick at Night and had the Dick Van Dyke show, they skipped a whole shit ton of mediocre sitcoms between like... Somewhere between Mork and Mindy, they just like hit like a wormhole, maybe on their way to Ork. And they went <laughs> straight from Mork and Mindy to like Full House. I don't know how it happened. Mork from Zork? Like they couldn't afford the rights to Cheers. So there's just like screw it. No, just Cheers just, is on another one. Cheers is on Hallmark Channel. Yeah, and then but not now because it's all Christmas all the time. Right. Which is like you know Christmas has its pluses and minuses, and that's got to be a minus. <laughs> you're, you're interrupting my Cheers viewing, dude. Cheers is amazing. I love yeah. that show. I don't care it, what anybody says. For a show that old, it's still so relevant. And it's not even that old. It is that old. Damn. I watched the last episode of Cheers at my parents' house in Squirrel Hill, which they sold in 1990. So Cheers is pretty old. Yeah, yeah. You could you could still get a townhouse in Squirrel Hill for like seventy grand. <laughs> when that show went off the air.
1: But it's still <laughs> awesome. I mean, John Rattenberger and Eric. Oh yeah, I mean, just, he was in a
0: Christmas movie that I was watching on Hallmark Channel the other night. He came it, was like, no. they, it was like they were trolling me. They were like, he "Well, was, he was in." We got you Cliff Clavin, but we couldn't we couldn't find Norm. He was in he was in town for
1: something, and he came yeah. into Eddie Merlot's when I was working down there. Nice. That was awesome. Nice. You know, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to take a break right now, and then we'll come back, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I didn't plan a script for today. That's okay. I think, I busy. think that, um, we're just kind of like... Free. We have a lot of
0: important views on sitcoms and gambling <laughs> and the social media appeal of right? talented wide receivers who happen to play for a team that is currently 8-5-1 and one in the AFC East North. I still do that. Well, back in the day, they were the AFC Central. Why... Like, no, there's no reason for that at all. I just, I'm just i an East Coast guy, okay, man? I don't buy this Midwest crap. That's why I hate our division so much.
1: Yeah, uh, okay, so... <laughs> w- other than the teams that are in our division now, when they were to AFC Central, mm. we're missing Houston. That's it.
0: I don't really miss Houston. No, neither do I. My neighbor misses the, the Oilers. My buddy misses the Oilers, but... It yeah. was our logo. The logo was awesome. It was like, it wasn't all like. It was busy. an oil dirt. The new, yeah, exactly. It was just a simple design. Like the new Titans logo was all just like flames. And blah, blah, blah. Stupid. All right. So bring first, back the Oilers. We're going to
1: go ahead and take a break. Uh, listen to what's going on with our friends here at Sorgatron Media Studios in Bichu with shows like Awesome Cast, uh, uh, the Russell Mayhem show, Fishing Without Bait, and many more. We'll be back with just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions, no holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back uh, after that little short break and listen to our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. So, did you read the article in the Atlanta Post Gazette about how the Pirates are $5.75 million lower
0: in payroll? this year than they were last year i didn't read that um i'm not surprised like i i don't need a number I, <laughs> we we talked last week about how they traded nova for you know i get i get tired of making this joke but like pennies on the dollar a bag of baseballs like call it what you will um you know it was a salary dump and i mean it's not over yet, like, the offseason. Like, there's still time. They're not necessarily... Whatever their payroll is now is not necessarily the final number. It could go higher. Um, bottom line is, they remain in a tough division. And, you know, the Cardinals got Goldschmidt now. Oh, The Cubs are still the Cubs. The Brewers almost made the World Series last year. Right. And um, then you got the Pirates and the Reds. So, you have
1: 2018 payroll is going to be ranked 27th out of 30, um, ahead of only Oakland, Tampa, and the White Sox. Uh, they finished 2018 with a 40-man roster payroll of $89.8 million, down from $95.5 million at the end of 2017. Uh, reported uh, the 2018 payroll... Uh, was as 103837992 which includes uh, average annual revenue of contracts uh, plus roughly $14 million of player benefits, uh, health and pensions, and so forth. The Pirates finished at $109,460,508 by the calculation of 2017. Uh, so they determined they determined luxury tax obligations that they were owed from other teams huh. you know and so yeah, yeah. forth so they took in you know w- with all this stuff going on they paid out 89 million you know but all in all they
0: should have you
1: know it, it's weird
0: like it's just so they get they get a luxury tax from teams that spend above a certain level, right? And the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. You know, I don't know. The Yankees
1: last year, first time in twenty years, the Yankees were below the luxury tax level, right?
0: Because they finally, well, because know, for the 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 last like for the Yankees dynasty of like the ninety six to like early two thousands, it was based around a lot of big contracts of veteran players.
1: Derek Cheater. guys, some guys who they grew they're in their
0: je- system. Derek Jeter, some Morgan guys Posada. who they got as free as free agents. But it was all a lot of A-Rod. like big, big contracts. And now, now the Yankees are back in a rebuilding phase. <clears throat> they still got really sick players coming out of their system, right? But they're not on their like veteran like max contracts yet. No, no, no. So, so that is like a quirk of the system. That does not mean that the Yankees like suck.
1: No, not at all, because the Yankees are I mean the, very you're good. You're a Red
0: Sox fan, so of course the Yankees suck. The Yankees suck it's for a me, given. But, yeah, but, I mean,
1: but the Yankees as a
0: pro as a s as a team Right. Don't objectively suck. speaking. Yeah. As an unbiased like non Red Sox fan, like they're still a good team. They just didn't spend as much money. Now I know the Red Sox I think their luxury tax hit for last year, a year in which they won the World Series, I might add. Yes. They paid twelve million dollars in luxury tax. Yes, they did. Which is like one player. That's like one player salary for a year. Pretty much. And like, what was their total payroll? Like two fifty something? Two hundred sixty-eight point five. Okay, so they're they're spending a quarter of a billion dollars on their payroll, and getting a World Series and all the like merchandising opportunities that come with that. Because I'm I know everybody in New England has like ten Red Sox hats, but. You know, you're drunk at a parade, you might buy another one. And, you go to a uh, Bruins game and somebody scores a hat trick, you throw it on the you ice. You gotta throw your Bruins hat or your, your socks hat on the ice. Right. You don't own a Bruins hat because they haven't won a championship in, like, eight years or something. Uh, that 2011? One. Okay, so seven years. Yeah. You know. And in Boston, that's a long time for a championship drought. Okay. Speaking of fucking championship shits for
1: Boston, right? So... ESPN had a kid on, or, or a quote from a kid that whatever, whenever he was at the. T- so the last time the Patriots won the world, the Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it was this year when the Red Sox won the World Series.
0: You talking about sign kid.
1: Is it the sign kid where he said, "It said I'm 17 years old and I've been to 15 parades." Like- Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's a
0: famous kid for having a sign. I don't know the whole backstory of it, but but
1: but no, I I don't know if it was signed here, but they had a kid and he he, he was, he's like yeah, I'm 17 years old and been to 15 parades. Wow, like, <laughs> man, or or something like that. Like he's 18, he's 18 years old and he's been to 15 parades because since 2001 to now, I mean, there's been four Red Sox World Series wins, four. Five Patriots Super Bowls. So that's nine. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, I love going to those parades. Like, and I, there's the the Celtics had what two?
0: Bruins had one. The Celtics only had one. I thought like the Kevin Garnett season. That was the only. That was the only like recent Celtics championship yeah, was, that a, I remember. It was
1: a ridiculous number like,
0: in the NBA. Like, it's I feel like it's always either like a LeBron team or the Warriors. So, well, that's what it's been the last. So, so yeah, like I remember five years. The last so. Celtics championship I remember is Garnett, and they already had like a ten year anniversary for that, because I remember they they had a big deal about that because um, a lot of the players from that team are still mad at Ray Allen, for leaving to go to Miami. Which is stupid because like Ray Allen, as like a sniper, like I mean he's still a very like, valuable commodity or not now, but I mean like back then you know like miami had their starting roster pretty much set but you know especially in the playoffs like it doesn't hurt to have somebody who's just an assassin from deep you know like a three-pointer guy right um you know and like if you're you're golden state you've got that person already the heat
1: won one of their championships thanks thankfully to ray allen exactly
0: so like i i don't blame them and i think a lot of like Celtics fans probably understand, but we, we know Boston fans are not always the most, like, rational. Oh, you mean, like, Pittsburgh fans? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like... I'd like to think if someone from the Penguins who was, like, if, 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 uh, you know, Matt Cullen, okay, you know, had won the Stanley Cup last year, you know, after leaving the Penguins, like, I think Penguins fans would have appreciated that and right. not not been mad. But right. for some reason there's this like rift between like the rest of the Celtics organization and Ray Allen because he you know what left the team to go to a better team and win another ring. yeah i don't I don't get it, yeah, either, I don't get it either but I, I know that was like a big controversy, and the only reason yeah. it's even coming up is because they're so busy celebrating the anniversary of the Celtics last championship because they haven't had any you know recently not that they're bad. No, but you know they they went through like a mild rebuild, um, you know they hired Brad Stevens, um, they they went out and got Hayward last year, and then Hayward missed the whole season with an injury. They got Kyrie. <clears throat> I you haven't know. seen them this year, but I I know the Eastern Conference is more competitive because like all of a sudden Milwaukee's good. Well, and also Toronto's, LeBron's not in, and LeBron's approved. not in Cleveland, right? But so Cleveland sucks, but they've been replaced. Cleveland but, won their eighth game yesterday. No, well, that's that's big. Big. Good for them. I don't know how many games they're in, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it's probably not good. I mean, it's nice, yeah. and I'm happy for them, but eight wins yeah. at this point of the season is not good. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Ray
1: Allen, uh, there was a gentleman came into my work not too long ago. He was wearing a basketball jersey. It was had Lincoln on the front mm-hmm. with number nine and Shuttlesworth on the back. Oh, nice! And I was like, "That's an awesome jersey." Yeah. I was like, "Dude, that's great." He's like, "He's like, thanks." This just Virgie Fine. I find like, "Found it online." And I was talking, and again, talking about people I work with and being here, and it's like, "What jersey is that?" I've never even seen. Like, is that like a high school jersey? I'm like, "Yes, it is a high school jersey."
0: Yeah, it's a made up high school. I was like, "It's a made up high school." <laughs> they're like, "What?" I was like,
1: "It's it's from a movie." And they're like, "What?"
0: A movie reference, you know, like movies. I
1: was like, "You know." As like Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, Ray Allen, yeah, played Jesus Shuttlesworth. He was an actor. As like he's an actor. He's a good actor. You know. I was like he was a decent actor, but he's a hell of a ball player. Mm-hmm. As like you know, he got game. And they're like, huh? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I like, Bet they heard of
0: Teen Wolf though. I bet if that that customer had been wearing like the Teen Wolf basketball jersey. I don't know, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it online.
1: Yeah, you, you probably, find anything. Do you find anything on the internet? I mean, Trust me, you can find
0: anything on the internet. I used to. This is years and years ago, but I used to think it would be cool as hell to own a Joe Paterno Brown jersey from when he played for Brown University. Wow. Back now I like, don't feel the same.
1: What back in like 1980? No, or sorry, 1880 something. Yeah, they still,
0: they still, they still, uh, you know. It was basically soccer back then. They hadn't actually, like, changed... They hadn't actually developed the modern game yet. Did they have helmets? <laughs> or were they still leather heads? Yeah, they were leather helmets, I think. Yeah. Probably. No, he had the, like... I think he's, like, the all-time leader in interceptions. As a defensive back. Not as a quarterback. And I was like, that's cool as hell, like, when I found that out. And I, and I told my parents I wanted it for Christmas, and they were like, that's stupid. Why would we buy you that, you know? Like, we got a pit here. Well, like, Damn that's it. the thing. I was like, you know... I strayed from that whole thing because the the you know, by like, you know the the, the rivalry ended in two thousand, you know, two thousand one. By like twenty ten, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to buy like a Joe Paterno throwback jersey, and then that whole thing in twenty eleven, and it's just like, yeah, you know, nah, well, rest in peace, asshole.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there there were three people in this world I woke up every day to wishing they got hit by a bus. And after he died, I was down to two. Um, so, <laughs> okay, that's deep shit, man. That's the, deep. The other two is Tom Brady and Scott Hartnell. So oh, really? <laughs> okay, that's like you gotta revise that, man. So I gotta get back to three. I gotta find somebody else to hate badly enough to get hit by a bus. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I can make that happen. I mean, me.
0: Hartnell's like not a problem anymore. You know? Now he's out of the league. He's out of the league. Um, Tom Wilson. I, Tom I'm, Wilson can replace I would, I would sub him Scott. into that spot. Yeah, right? Immediately. Yeah. Um, I'd, go, I'd go with Tom Wilson, and if if you want to replace, uh, you know, get rid of Joe Paw with another football coach, like... Nick Saban? Nah. He, I, he has nothing to do with Pitt, though. That's the thing. So, I, mean, he, I, don't hate, I don't hate football coaches. I don't even know most of the NFL coaches' names anymore. No. Um, it's hard. Like, I don't... I'm not even sure who's coaching the Browns these days. Um... The guy that was the uh, defensive coordinator, because they fired their coach. They fired Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson and Haley. And I, I know Marvin Lewis because he's he's been there since I was in high school. Who, um, he, if he doesn't get fired this year,
1: I thought he was like supposed to step down last year. And since I said no, would you stay? No. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does Marvin Lewis still have a fucking job? And the fucking Bengals haven't won a playoff game. Since they went to the goddamn Super Bowl in, like, 1989 or some well, shit. Well, they almost
0: won a playoff game, to be fair. O- almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, goddammit. Well, if Burfick if had had hand grenades, he probably would have thrown some in that game. Dude was out of control. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. yeah, they almost beat the Steelers in a playoff game. And, yeah, like, that happens from time to time. Like, I'm, I think that this is probably just some sort of, like, devil's advocate type scenario at this point. Um... <laughs> It's like a crossover between, like, Devil's Advocate and uh, Any Given Sunday, which are both Al Pacino movies. Which are both great. There's there's a coach involved, and there's Mm. the devil involved, and somehow, like, one hangs on to his job because of the intercession of the other. (laughs) That's, That's all I got for that. Oh, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they have, like, red tiger stripes on their uniforms next year just because, like, you know, Satan decreed. Wow. Okay, I can see that now. I'm envisioning this in my brain. Like sitting here like Yeah. That yeah. I mean the devil's everywhere, even in southwestern Ohio. So it's possible. Do you know the only reason to go to Cincinnati for skyline chili? No. No, because I make better. I make better Cincinnati style chili. The only reason to go to Cincinnati <laughs> is to drive through it on your way to Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, man. I saw a Tool concert in Cincinnati. All right. That was pretty awesome. All right. Well, okay. I'll give you that one because Maynard Maynard is ridiculous. And uh, Crystal Palace came there a couple years ago. I didn't go, but I should Did they it. play in uh, Paul Brown Stadium? No, they played at Nippert. Oh. It was damn... It, the atmosphere was rocking, man. Like, there, there was a good, like, two sections of, like, just red and blue Crystal Palace people, probably, like, from all over the country. And maybe a few who even like made the trip over from you know London, but the rest of the stadium was jam packed with Cincinnati fans, and they're really into it, man. And it it was like a friendly, well, I but mean, it was on TV, and I was like, God, I wanted to go. I mean, they do Jimmy have
1: Denver. they. I mean, they do have a hell of a soccer following over there.
0: And I know, was really jealous. I think and, part of, and, part of my jealousy of Cincinnati FC, I think it all started when they when they got to play Crystal Palace in a friendly, because like that's my favorite English team. And I really wanted to go see it, but, you know, it's, it's a tough sell. It's, it's hard to, like, raise a posse to go, like, spend the weekend in Cincinnati. I mean, there's some good breweries. I understand they have some good beer going on there. I saw a little retweet of the, the Crying Bengals lady. At yeah. least they beat Pittsburgh in something. Like, I'd like to check it out.
1: Yeah, they got some good, yeah, the Crying Bengals To lady. be better
0: in Pittsburgh as a drinking town, as a beer drinking town right now, it's, that's a tall order. Like, we've got a lot of breweries. Yeah, let me uh Yeah. There's, there's there's like three just within like walking distance of where we're recording this.
1: Two and walking
0: Okay, one and walking Depends what walk, walking distance is a relative term, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you
1: and I yeah, it's walking distance because you and I will walk two miles, and we're I, cool with this. I, I'm saying
0: I, I could I walk mean, to Spoonwood if I had to. Yeah,
1: it's it's a mile and a half,
0: but it's not the closest. But like Mindful's like right around the corner. Mindful's around the corner, and, and then if and you go up over the hill and back down, you're at a uh, well hitchhiker, hitchhiker hitchhikers two Charlie stops. Mm.
1: You know. Um, yeah, uh, let me see. Let me
0: pause it because I did retweet the crying bangles lady today. On um, on dude, next time we have sports. like a big snow, like we should just like bar hop eighty eight, just like walk down the middle eighty eight, just fucking hit up the coal mine. No, oh, the coal mine. <laughs>
2: Mindful.
1: <laughs> I I don't know that I, I, after I Tennyson. Hit... No, <laughs> the Tennyson's only open three days a week anymore as it is, and it no. is not. And it's only fun on Fridays. Is that is that the karaoke? That's the karaoke. Yeah, we right? gotta do that. Barrio is awesome. Yeah. So, cry, so crying Bangles lady uh, tweeted out today that um, we finally beat Pittsburgh in something, and it's the best cities for beer drinkers. Number one wow. is Portland, Oregon. Number two is Asheville, North Carolina. Well, who didn't know that? Um, those top two. Then you have Portland, Maine, which is pretty awesome as well. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio is number four. Bend, Oregon is number five. Duluth, Minnesota is number six. Denver is seven. They've fallen on this list, by the way. Um, Denver used to be up there number one and two. Seattle, Washington. Denver's famous
0: for other things now.
1: They're not. De- De- Seattle, Washington is number eight. Pittsburgh is number nine. Not bad. We're top ten. Um, but yeah, so Pittsburgh is showing, um, total of 22 microbreweries, uh, with the... Uh, Microbreweries per 100,000 residents is 7.3. Average number of uh, beers per brewery is 60.73. The bars per 10,000 residents is 36.2. Average price (laughs) of a pint is 550. And
0: it's a 91.38 index. Um, which is like the quarterback ranking, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so, I so I don't even begin to understand where that index. Yeah. Comes so from. then
1: you have Cincinnati, which has 25 total microbreweries, 8.3 uh, microbreweries per 100,000 residents, 97.6 the average number of beers per brewery, um, and then you have 24.6 uh, bars per 10,000 residents. 475 is their average pint cost. That's why. Well, and you look at San Francisco; their average pint cost is eight dollars. But then it's fucking California, so I mean, everything in California is triple what it is in Pittsburgh, for the most part. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I I like it here. I I mean, I'm not. I don't. You know, go to, I, I don't I, go to all the breweries, though. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, you know, and I always tell people, like, you know, and and me being in the service industry and as a bartender and whatnot, and I get a lot of people from out of town, and they're like, "Are you born and raised in Pittsburgh?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like. How you like it This is why I left for several years and mm. I came back. I said, all I can tell you right now is Pittsburgh is way cooler now than it was when I grew up here mm.
2: and they're way like, way cooler and they're like, well how do
1: you how do you how do you figure that out? I'm like you've been there and a lot of people are here they come in and go to the games and stuff like mm. that I'm like, you go over to the North Shore, right? They're like, yeah, I said, oh, you got two beautiful stadiums over there, the casino, all the restaurants and bars and hotels mm. and and it's like, yeah, it's like when I was a kid, it was one cement Stadium a bunch of cement parking lots and a bunch of warehouses mm-hmm. and one bar with bars on the windows that bar with bars and windows is still there it's a the clark Bar, but
0: the <laughs> triple two the, the triple two is down there don't forget about the, the deuce 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 oh yeah i mean that place yeah you know
1: yeah
0: it was only really relevant when uh you were tailgating and you didn't have a ticket. <laughs> and much. then it's like you couldn't get a seat. Like I, I never really went there ever when uh, there wasn't a game on. And you're right. Like it is a lot better on the North Shore. Like when you were when you were like living in Atlantic City or Brigantine, um, I was here in Pittsburgh. I felt like we were like holding it down. You know, I, I felt like, you know, like the city. It's not the best place like for young people. It's and so. Those better. of us, those of us who are here, like we need to try to like make it fun, and like fun stuff's not going to come here if there aren't fun people to patronize it. So like I, I feel directly responsible for all the breweries that are here because I've been drinking beer in this city since two thousand two, legally. Le- no two thousand one <laughs> legally, but I didn't live here in two thousand one. I lived in Meadville. Yeah. So. And nobody drank legally in Meadville. Well, a lot of us did like. It's hard to drink illegally once you turn 21. Right. If I could, I would, just for the thrill. Yeah, right. But you know what I mean? Like, drinking in the ravine in Meadville, like, at the far end of campus where, like, most people don't even go unless they live in that dorm that's out that way, like, it's not as much fun once you're 21. You're right. Like, if you've got a choice between, like, sitting on a stump in the woods and, like, the sports garden, you're, you're a lot more likely to, you know... Go home alone if you go sit in the woods. Let me just put it that way. You are correct. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I spent a lot of time in in New York City and in and in Jersey Shore and then in DC. And uh, I do have to say that Manhattan was awesome. Living on the beach in Jersey was awesome, even though it's a northern beach and it was cold for four months of the year. You know, it's still cool to go on on the beach, you know. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. even if you got to
0: bundle up and it's windy as hell, yeah, like it's cool. Man. And Brigantine Beach, New yeah. Jersey, is listed as the windiest city in the country, um,
1: with the sustained twenty mile hour wind daily. You know, uh, Brigantine Beach has a Lynx golf course on it, by the way. And I found out living there that um, back in the day, not the current PGA guys, mm. but the eighties and seventies. And sixties PGA guys would all go practice at Brigantine um, for the Open mm. because it it uh, mimicked the weather conditions with it being cold and rainy and windy as fuck and a Lynx course. <laughs> so they would go like play Brigantine in like the early spring or the late fall. Yeah, and they would that, that would be their practice for the Open. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, to to mimic th- that. And as I'm, as we're sitting here watching, I have the Golf Network on as we're sitting here recording this, and it, it's um, uh, the Golf Network uh, is doing the uh, best final rounds of two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. and this one's the WGC uh, Mexico Open, and this is where Phil wins in the, in the final round here. Um, I'm not sure exactly what hole they're on and where they're at, but, uh, oh, here we go. There it is. Uh, they're on, uh, Pickleson's on twelve. Oh so, beautiful. So, you know, but this is, this is the, uh, round Phil wins, uh, this year nice. on the tour. Uh, so okay. I've been, I had Golf Network on all day at work and I've been watching the final rounds of like, like today, uh, earlier was the, uh, the final round of the open. Maybe mm-hmm. they, they showed that one, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah all season's kind of over. I know. I, I don't even see I don't even see in the foreseeable future of a random 60 or 70-degree day that pops up in December, January or February. it's nah, not going to happen. You know, I think I, I think we're in for I think we're getting hosed. Um, <laughs> I saw something Yeah, we, had, we had our one day
0: that was like what, 2 weeks ago where yeah. it was
1: 60 degrees and I got out and played Well,
0: we have got like the El Niño situation this year. And it's it's, it's El Niño
1: is what? Warm and wet, right? Yeah. So like not warm where it's like 50,
0: 60 degrees, but like thirties and forties. That's the thing though. Like when it's like single digits, we don't get a lot of snow. Because it's it's very too cold to snow. It's 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 not that it's too cold, it's that it's uh there's no humidity. Right. You know, humidity makes it warmer and it also makes it more likely that there's gonna be some precipitation. So what what the El Nino situation is, it's it's gonna be cold because it's the northeast and it's winter. But there's going to be a lot of snow. And then I also saw something else about the polar vortex that we're in for it soon. Yeah, um, it's like moving south right now. Which is Canada. like, I, part of me, like, I don't buy that whole polar vortex thing. Like, cold air from Canada is not a new thing. They just came up with a name for it that was like hashtag <laughs> right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's like, a hashtag. It's cold and it's cold Canada. as fuck. And in the 80s, it was cold as fuck too, but you didn't have Twitter, so there was no hashtag cold polar vortex, right? Um but it does it does get cold and like it's cool that people have a name for it. But you know, like does it make me feel better knowing that like, oh, well this is the polar vortex. Like no, like it's miserable outside and I don't want to be there and I would rather be like playing golf or riding my bike or, you know, smoking a cigar on my porch with a cold beer in my hand. Yes.
1: I can't wait for porch season again.
0: Oh, yeah!
1: I love Fourth Season. Sitting outside the ball game on the radio, smoking a cigar—that's what it's all about. Having a beer and a dram. Oh, that is what it's all about. That's life, right there. Watching a deer play in the yard. Well, at least in my neighborhood, I get to watch the deer and the turkey play in the yard. Uh, Your neighborhood,
0: you get some deer playing in the yard. Chances are, somebody's gonna handle the crossbow. No, 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 no! no. Like there was a deer (laughs) on my street. Um, one day last summer, I was out working in the garden, and I I had headphones on. But, like, a lady was walking up the alley, and I guess she saw it, like, it jumped over my neighbor's fence, and, like, down, and to the next yard, and she came and, like, like waved to me, and was like, hey, did you see that? I'm like, no, I'm, you know, pulling weeds. Picking beans, ma'am, excuse me. But anyway, like, the deer do get up my way. We had a possum on our porch Ooh. not too long ago. Possums are cool. <laughs> Julie was out, like, smoking her, like, last cigarette before we went to bed, and she comes inside, and she's like, I think I just saw a possum. And I was like, well, what did it look like? And she was like, I'm like oh, I was that's like, yeah, you saw a possum. <laughs> and it just, like, it just, like, strolled up on the porch and then, like, ran away when it saw a person. And I was like, trust me, that possum was more scared of you than you were of it. So did you watch any penguins in the last week or so? Um, no. So we
1: watched a game last night. We were at the, uh, we were at Minkmans, and a man and I got out. On a Monday night, and some of my friends and family were like, "How are you guys throwing down hard on a Monday?" We're like, "Well, <laughs> when <laughs> you work in the service Monday Sunday, equals Friday, basically. M- m- no, Monday Saturday. It's that right? It's Saturday, Saturday because Monday, a lot of places aren't even open. Monday, Monday Saturday, Monday Saturday or Sunday in the services. So I'm off yeah. Sunday Monday typically. Mm-hmm. I picked up an extra shift this Monday, so I worked daytime. Yeah. I had nighttime off, and I and Amanda and I had I had a late start on. Tuesday, so. Yeah, man. Recovery
0: time. Go hard. Right? So. And then you went to work at nine this morning? I did. I did. That's also a very service industry thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. How do you? And you, that? Don't, you don't have to work around food, so it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, could, ha- I could probably handle it. Yeah, yeah. Eat I mean, some I, saltines, drink yeah, a I'm, Mountain Dew. I'm I'm good.
1: The worst part is, is when you, I'm a bartender, so when you pour that first drink of the day, it's either make you sick or make you want more.
0: Uh, but no. it's like, yeah, I'd like a tequila, please. Like, nope, sorry. I <laughs> can't do it. Can I get a Jack and Coke? Nope. We got another bartender coming on in a half hour. Like, she'll make it. I got a bar downstairs.
1: <laughs> can you go see her? Like, no. Um, but no. So. What's funny is, is Monday is, like, typically Monday for Steve is, like, wake up first thing in the afternoon,
0: mm. pour a beverage. <laughs> yeah. Do a wash. <laughs> you know, don't do laundry on Monday. I always, I end up doing a laundry on Monday.
1: Uh, laundry is whenever we're available. Yeah. And I, a man and I have enough underwear and socks to go three weeks solid Yeah. before it's, like, fuck, we need to do laundry. Like, I'm under reserve underwear, like, you know... Three weeks and two days. Yeah, but in, in, in winter, I
0: gotta do long, I gotta do at least one load a week in winter. Well, what's Because funny, I got, got my, my hoodies. Okay, and, well, well, and well, well, my like, and things are cool. My fleece but, pajama but, 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 bottoms. But, but, but
1: I can tell you, if you go up and and not that I want you to, but if you or you not that you want to, if you looked at my dirty clothes pile, mm. it is underwear, socks, black T shirts, black shorts, and work shirts. Work stuff
0: exactly. That's yeah. all it is.
1: There might be two pair of jeans. And I guarantee you I've worn my hoodie three times. One of my five or six hoodies. I've worn it, like, three times. I live in be- hoodies. Oh, so do I. Come wintertime? Yeah.
0: Hoodies and shorts? Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I'm going out and I know I'm going to be outside all day. Yeah, but, hoodies uh, and shorts, like, we got shafted on that this year because we went from, like, 90 degrees to, like, 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mother, mother
0: Nature saw
1: a fucking cop on the turnpike and went from 90 to 50, like, yeah, that. Which is, like, really <laughs> yeah. tough for us, us hoodies and shorts people. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wear shorts year round. I do, and I wear shorts at work. It's it's people.
0: I mean, aren't you cold? I'm like, no, my arms are warm. You're moving around. I'm moving around. We got heaters on the tea line. Mm -hmm. Like we're good. Yeah. Um, If I get really cold, I'll just go wash some glasses, and that hot water will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just warms up your whole body. It does. Like I, you think I'm shitting you, but I'm not. No, serious. I know it. Like when I'm when, when I'm in my house and I'm freezing, like I have two options. I can either go wash some dishes. Or I can go turn up the heat and or give more money to people's gas. Well, I don't guess. Don't stop me, okay? I'm not stopping I know you. that hot water also you. goes to the gas company in a way. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. But it's not as much.
1: You're correct. Okay. <laughs> you're correct. Uh, I'm just going to say budget plan. Then you're like, fuck you. I'm turning heat up as high as I want because I'm paying $100 a month year-round and it doesn't matter. I, I am on budget plan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there. You can turn the heat up then. Whatever. Uh
0: <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> As Julia will hear that, and be like, she "See, Matt, out. I told you." I listened to your podcast this week, man. <laughs> no, but so we're and watching. Turn the heat up to we're the penguin.
1: We're watching a penguin game last night, <laughs> and then like every other penguin game started out awesome. You get two goals. You get a nice goal from Kessel. You get a nice uh, on the power. Oh no, sorry. The last night was Mulkin on a power play gets the first goal, and then Russ gets a, a gritty, grimy goal in front of the net. Nice, and then. A rusty goal, even yeah, a rusty. Goal, if you will, then they go the second period, and it falls to shit. Mm. They ducks come back and score two quick ones. And then yeah. they go the third period, and the ducks score again, and the pens did not score again. It's like what the fuck, guys? Like okay, so like I, I'm looking at the pens here. At they are, uh, I'm having trouble picking out who I have more faith in. The Penns' defense or the Steelers' defense? Currently, it's the Steelers' defense. Just based on last week. Yeah. But honestly, I don't trust either
0: one of them as far as I can throw you. I mean, you're a little guy, but still. Yeah, but you could still, like, <laughs> hit your tree from here probably. <laughs> Which you're like, don't. No,
1: I'm not or going to. Or if
0: you do, blame it on Stella. I think that'd be hilarious. Right, as she's sleeping on the couch like, huh? <laughs> what? Stella did it. Why is the tree on the floor? Stella did it. Stella did it. <laughs> Why is there a hole in the wall? Stella did it. <laughs> but no. Why no. is Matt's blood all over the corner of the, wall of, like, the door jam? <laughs> right. But no,
1: so so the pen, I mean, and then Kessel, earlier, was that Saturday night? That, they, that he had that overtime game-winning goal? I think it was Saturday night. It, it was Friday or Saturday. They played back-to-back Friday. Yeah. It was one of the two nights. I just yeah, worked both did. of them. So, he had an overtime game-winning goal. That game shouldn't have gone to fucking overtime.
0: Right, yeah. They were yeah.
1: up three to nothing. What
0: the hell? But It was, it was against a Western team, wasn't it? So, like that extra point wouldn't matter. I, I, I get what you're saying about... No, the extra point team.
1: matters no matter what. if It doesn't matter who it is because you're still playing in your coffers. That extra oh, point, but they were
0: were they playing a team from their conference? No,
1: they were playing a conference team, but they were, but still, that extra point matters. I mean, because you no, no, no get... if
0: you win, you still get two points, right? But you, if if you, you know, if you tie, you get one point. If you win, you get the extra point. You get but the two points. If you let if you let an extra point go to a team from the Western Conference, like that doesn't matter. You're you're helping that team, like they get a loser point, as it's often referred to, right? But you're not like it's it's not as bad as like say, you know, giving an extra point to the Devils or, you know, someone else who's in your immediate currently currently right
1: now the Pens the, the Pens are at thirty three games played, fifteen wins twelve losses six overtime losses they have thirty six points total, uh hundred and twelve goals four hundred and eight goals against that's a uh, and they have a four differential. Uh, they're 5, 4, and 1 in the last 10. Um, you know, uh, it's it's really sad because currently right now, I believe, let me look. So, the way the new playoff structure is, is there's the top three make it, and then there's two wild cards to make the eight. The pens will be out. Because you have the Lightning, the Leafs, and the Sabres are your top three in the out in the Atlantic Division. Capitals, Blue Jackets, and Islanders are your top three in the Metropolitan Division. Then you have the Pens with 36 points. But you go back over here, and you have the Bruins and the Canadians are your wildcard teams out of the Eastern Conference. I mean and we've talked numerous times about how hockey being three seasons you're getting to the end of the first season.
0: Yeah. And you're you're starting to I mean for me anyway. So so this is where okay so the
1: pens are in a position to make a run in the second half of the season. Yeah. To put themselves into a playoff position being a top 3 in their division. Or being able to have a be in a a wild card position, and with them being at thirty six points right now, total, and you have the four and five seed in the Eastern Conference having forty and thirty nine points. There's just it's not right. Those six overtime losses kill it. Right there. Mm, okay, the I hear twelve the, the 12 yeah.
0: losses in general is bad. 12 losses is bad, but when half of the losses come from, like, blown leads. Yeah. Like, were they all blown leads, though? Like, maybe they, a lot maybe of them maybe they come leads. back and tie it late. That doesn't sound like the Penguins' MO this year, though. Like, you're right. Blowing leads, you know, playing entire periods like crap, and having the whole measure of the game, like, tilt the other direction you know that sounds about right and uh what's what's concerning to me like when you mentioned that boston is a wild card like they were one of the best teams in the conference last year yeah so it's not like the teams ahead of the penguins are like you know a bunch of pretenders no i like mean they've, you, they've got to climb some some the lightning the leaf the and the
1: sab- lightning, leaf leafs and sabers are your top three in the atlantic mm. Capitals, who won the Stanley Cup last year, are number one in the Metropolitan. The Blue Jackets are number two. And the Islanders are number three. Now, the Islanders, they're kind of coming out of...
0: A... Well, okay, so the Islanders are new boys. Yeah. Um, the Blue Jackets are
1: probably good. Blue Jackets
0: were good last year. They were we, we good played the last them in playoffs. We played
1: them in the playoffs the last couple years. I'm saying, years. Like,
0: based on last year, like you would have expected Boston to be good again this year. You would have expected Washington and the Penguins to be good. And you would, you would have expected Columbus to be good, yeah. But you wouldn't have ex- you, ex- you wouldn't you, you wouldn't you, have seen the Islanders coming. You wouldn't seen like the I, I'm, Sabres, would I'm not have shocked have about, about the
1: The Sabers you wouldn't see them either. Now that's the in division. theory because that's the Sabers okay. The
0: Sabers have had the draft picks, and they they've got the like, well the Maple Leafs finally. The Sabers have a superstar. Okay, who? Hmm. Eichel. Oh yeah. Okay. So they, so it like in theory like like the Ovechkin theory. Yeah. Like would you have believed that ovechkin would never win a cup when he was drafted and you of course not like yeah, right. they, the way they hyped him well like at the same rate like Did after however many years of eichel and buffalo like you would you would have to expect that they're going to be a playoff contender eventually if this guy's really as good and plus they've got the new ownership and you know all that so like i'm not shocked but they are new like and whenever a new team comes into the playoffs you got to kick someone out from last year and right now, that's the Penguins. Well, and then the
1: Maple Leafs in the Atlantic Division, I mean, they've built a team. They had several down years. Yeah. And they've built a team up. And they're, they're getting in there. They're getting in there. And and getting they, in were, there. They, and they had a really hot
0: start. They're number two in the Atlantic Division right now. They, they've fallen off from their torrid pace at the beginning of the season, but they're not collapsing. They're They're being consistent. And, you know, like they're... I mean, that's a big business, like, you don't just, like, haphazardly run the Maple Leafs. No. Okay, so, like, if they've got a good core in place, like, they're gonna, you know, I think from the top down, stay good. I think I think their problem, when they weren't good, was that they didn't have the personnel. And now, now that they're getting the right players in place, I mean, it's a very... I, I can't imagine not being motivated to go play for the Maple Leafs every day, you know? I mean, I know, like, all the jokes about Kessel, but that was when they sucked. And Kessel's not famous for his, like, motivation and practices and, you know, workouts and whatnot. But, like, when you play on the Maple Leafs, they're good. I mean, that's a, they're like the Dallas Cowboys of Canada. You know, like, everyone either loves or hates the Maple Leafs because they are the Maple Leafs and they're, they're the biggest team, save for, you know, Montreal. But in English-speaking Canada, like, the Maple Leafs are the biggest team. And, like, there are Maple Leafs fans in every province, you know, who have stayed loyal to the Leafs from, like, back before expansion brought teams to, like, you know, Winnipeg and Alberta and British Columbia, okay? So, yeah, like, there's probably people who love the Leafs just because their grandfather loved the Leafs in, like, the 60s. And, yeah, so, like, don't sleep on them, and you still got Boston and Montreal, and it's, yeah, I hear you, man, like... Pens aren't in great shape right now. No, I'm still not on the despair train. I'm not on the despair train. But either. I think part of that's because I just don't really care that much, because like I've seen them win so many championships, that like and well, I mean, my my heart doesn't break for the Penguins because they've been so much better to me than like the Pirates, for example. Oh well, you no. know. So like I'm I'm just happy and proud. We were alive and... for a Pirates
1: World Series Championship, but we don't remember it. Mm,
0: were you... Speak for yourself. Okay. I mean, so remember, I, look, I, this isn't a political show. <laughs> I was alive, but like not like Roe v Wade alive, okay? And like, just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I get to count a gestational World Series.
1: Heard. So remember last week how we were talking about the Detroit Red Wings in the, whenever they, they won what three cups in four years.
0: Yeah, or somewhere around there, or mm-hmm. it was like. And the last year they did it with like the super team of. Yeah, so the, so the wandering it, souls. Who had yeah, it was, it was yeah. like the
1: wandering souls of the Western yeah. Conference. Uh-huh. So I just pulled up the 2001-2002 Detroit Red Wings roster. Um, Brendan Shanahan, mm-hmm. Sergey Fedorov, Brett Hull, Nicholas <laughs> Lindstrom. Guys are so old.
2: Luke Robitaille,
1: yeah, Steve Eiserman, Igor Larianov, nice. Chris Chelios, Pavel Datsuk, Chris Draper, a young Pavel Datsuk, Thomas Holmstrom, uh, Boyd Devereaux, Kirk Maltby, uh, Matthew Denult, Steve Duchesne, Frederick Olson, Darren McCarthy, Jason Williams, Yari Fisher, Sean Avery. Oh man. Ugh. He was what? NHL the most hated man in the NHL and he was also like the most GQ NHL uh-huh. player ever. Yeah. That's why I think that's part of why he was hated. Maxime Kunath Kunetsov. Uh, Brent Gillerist. Yuri Schlager. I remember Schlager. Uh, Yui Krupp, Jesse Wollen, Manny Legace, Dominic Hashik, Yuri Butetsov. And let's see off Cohen. Wow. Never even heard of him. So, and of course, Scotty Bowman. Yeah. Your head coach. Barry Smith and Dave Lewis were your bench coaches. So, just throwing it out there. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: That team was like pre salary cap. Pre-salary cap. It was kind of like the Yankees model. Yeah. You know, bring, bring in a bunch of guys who are still good, and they have big contracts, and let's go win a title. But the, the some of the younger guys you mentioned that were on there, like, they were pretty good, too. Like, Dotsuk. I mean, he, he was... He was a young guy. Like, he... he, You know, he was, like, the veteran on the teams that played the Penguins in the finals in, you know, like, oh eight oh nine. Um... Man, I don't, I don't know. Glad Detroit's, like, not as good as they used to be. Because, like, that, that is, you know, a little... It's a little boring for the casual fan. And I, I like that, you know, there are new teams that are good. Like, what's happened in Nashville around the, the Predators is awesome. Um, what's happened in Vegas, you know, with the Knights, also really cool. Um, you know... People who don't get hockey, like, they say it's, like, a niche sport. But if you live in a city that has a hockey team... Right. ...that is actually supported by the local fans, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what, like, ESPN thinks is worth their time. Because you just change to AT&T Sports, and you can get all the pens coverage you want, you know? By the way,
1: if you ever get a chance, and anybody out there listening to us, if you ever get a chance, watch the documentary film Red Army. Oh,
0: Okay, um,
1: is it is it on Netflix? It might be. I know they play it on NHL Network on occasion.
0: Anyway, it sounds cool. Uh, I, I don't even know what it is, but so it's, it's Red, about the Red Army hockey team. Yeah,
1: so it, and it's about how they de- and the players and the Russian hockey team and so forth, and then the, and then the defections and mm. all that. I, I'm so, so I'm fascinated so, by that. So stuff. so this uh, so am I. I I went and saw it at um, Dorma Theater. Hollywood Theater. Really? Um, I, and whenever I had it there.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up on Prime when I get home. Yeah, uh,
1: but but you remember the Russian Five? Mm-hmm. So Sergey Fedorov, Fatisov, Konstantinov, Kozlov, and Larionov. Mm-hmm. The Russian Five. First time all Russian line. Detroit Red Wings. Just throwing it out there, since we were talking a little bit about the Red Wings. Um, I mean. To me, my favorite Red Wing will always probably be Gordy Howe, but I mean, he's fucking Gordy. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's I I I I don't actually remember ever watching Gordy Howe play a, an NHL game. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Fedorov was definitely mm-hmm. the Red Wing I know the most. He uh,
0: was the sickest player on NHL for Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, totally. And I I used to play as the Blackhawks just because they were the worst team,
2: <laughs> like
0: those old Genesis games. Like there wasn't really like a setting for like skill level, you know. So at some point like you, you were just dominating. As well, the you pembers. just come down the
1: ring and cut. You just come down the wing and cut across the goal and do a spinorama and score. Right, <laughs> and once you master
0: that move, like the only way to <laughs> handicap yourself is to just pick the crappiest team on the game. True. So I w- I was on like the uh, what's it like the Dirk Muller slash uh jeremy roenick blackhawks but roenick was the only good player roenick and chelly well no he wasn't on those chelios was on i i don't think so yeah it was like post chelios but roenick was still around like before jeremy moved chelios played
1: till he's 47
0: yeah but but he was in detroit and roenick eventually moved to a more like golfable market (laughs) right All right, folks, we're going to go ahead
1: and take a break right now. We're going to come back and finish up with a whole bunch of Stiller's talk and whatnot. Uh, we'll be back in just a oh, few moments. did months. they play last week? They did, I, apparently. I hadn't noticed. They had a game, apparently. <laughs> um, we'll be back in just a few moments. Listen to what's going on with our friends at Sorcetron Media Studios in Beachview. Also, good thing about Beachview, don't forget about Slice on Broadway. Some awesome pizza, the perfect pepperoni pizza, with several locations around the city, including... Um, PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, also Carnegie. Uh, We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment. Sorry, we're kind of like all over the board tonight, but this is what happens
0: when you work a lot and don't plan. Uh, so, it doesn't matter because we knew that we would end up talking about the Steelers versus Patriots game that right. happened on Sunday. So, so what was okay? I'll tell you my best thing about the Steelers Patriots game.
1: I don't have to wear a Gronkowski jersey at work. Oh. I had a bet with my one manager who is a New England fan, and her work chat shit is like the Patriot logo. And is that and the other thing? And she's like, "Sucks Tom Brady's dick and whatnot." And I'm sorry, Cat, if you listen to this and you get mad at me. But also, don't sorry, a, Giselle. I mean, you know, sorry, Giselle. It happens. If you didn't already know. <laughs> but like, um, but so so I made a. I was like, "Cat, you want to bet on the game?" She's like, "I don't bet money." Mm. I'm like, "Well, you thankfully neither do I on my hometown team." I don't bet my hometown team. She's like, "Then what do you want to bet?" I said. If the Steelers win, you wear my Roethlisberger jersey uh, for a shift. If the Patriots win, I'll wear one of your Patriots jerseys for a shift. Thankfully, she gets to wear my Roethlisberger jersey
0: tomorrow. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. So, there's that. Makes me happy. I mean, but again, like... those sort of bets like shouldn't really affect you that much no you know what i mean because like i'm sure she's comfortable in like the Patriots' success yeah like i've never made one of those bets yeah but
1: it's i'd have fun with it i'd have fun with it It's and i i
0: would be like going up to tables and being like hey what's up folks like i'm drunk or Bump Big Ben or whatever, right. you know? Like, like <laughs> whatever mean, you gotta do, like, I mean, yeah, I you mean, have fun with
1: it. I mean, she's my manager. Yeah. So, I just, I don't... Definitely have, if I would've lost i to wear a Gronk jersey, I'd been like, hey, um, yeah, man. And they're like, so what's up with the Patriot gear? Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to do that. You know, I, I would tell my tables, please don't hold against
0: me, I lost a bet. I lost a bet. <laughs> and they would like you for that. Mm-hmm. And they, they they would respect you. Right. And, when, and when you told them that you made that bet against your manager, mm-hmm. they'd respect you even more. Right? Cuz like, you know, you get retaliated against. I know, right? But now we don't we don't that... we don't condone that sort of behavior, but some people take it too seriously. Yeah. And they and they start, you know, like actually screwing people over just because of like So tomorrow football. at work,
1: I'll get to go on the work chat and like live video stuff and be like, "So today's the day, folks. Here's our lovely manager, Kat Delaney, coming to work, and guess what she gets to wear today? Bing!
0: Nice. You know, and I'll
1: get to make fun with it, and we'll have fun at work with it and whatnot, and, and it's good.
0: Well, um, I'm, I'm glad that worked out for you. Like I, I did. did. Not, I, I did not have a bet. Yeah. Nor, I didn't even have, like, a block on a pool. You didn't bet $11,000 at a casino? No. Okay, good. I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't have bet on this game. <laughs> um... Like the most I would have been comfortable losing on it would have been a hundred bucks. A two dollar block pool? And no, I well, like that's I mean a two dollar block is like nothing. I know, know right? Like, that falls out of my pockets every time I sit down in my car. You know, so that's mm-hmm. not the issue No, yourself, like, check Matt's car. After that Raiders game, I just didn't really want to tempt fate, you know? So I didn't even really like talk about the game or like ask anybody what their plans were for the game. It, you yeah. know. We all know what's going to happen. Like they have to play New England at home and they have to win or their season's basically over.
1: Well, that's why I asked you earlier about what you thought about the Chargers because they have to play New England or not mm-hmm. sorry. The Chargers play the Ravens okay this Sunday. The unfortunate part of that is is that the Steelers play first. Right. It's always better to know what you need or not need to do before you go into your game. Mm-hmm. Where this week the Steelers saw, oh shit, the Ravens won at one o'clock. We really need to go. This week the Steelers play four twenty-five in New Orleans, which is not a favorable. No, it's not situation. At all. Being the fact that the New Orleans is what ten and two, <coughs> or no, twelve and two. How many games are left? So they're. There are two games left. So New Orleans has lost two games, right? 12 and 2. They're 12 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 14. Yeah. So New Orleans is 12 and 2, and we're going to their house in the Superdome, which is loud. Yeah. Which is annoying. Which you have those Saints fans that were bitter for all those years with Archie Manning as their quarterback. And. All those bad, bad players to the 80s. Bitter,
0: though, they don't strike me as a bitter sort of people. There's a lot of bourbon on Bourbon Street. Yeah, but that bourbon doesn't make you bitter. No bourbon makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: so, this week, the Steelers play at 425 and the Ravens-Chargers
0: games the Sunday night, 830. I, I'm sorry, but, like, I just can I just, like, completely discredit your whole argument? Okay. Um, That's what the <clears> show's <throat> about. I don't think the Steelers had to wait for the Ravens to do anything to decide what they wanted to do last Sunday. If the Steelers didn't know they had to beat New England, like, the second they walked off the field against Oakland, like, if they didn't figure that out somewhere on their way to, like, I don't know what airport they fly out of when they go to Oakland, but, like... Oakland. Oakland. Makes <laughs> sense, but you never know. I guess they're they're doing the charter thing. Yeah. You know? My cheap ass I'd end up flying to San Jose and... <laughs> Driving in an life. hour and a half <laughs> to Oakland. No, but seriously, like, you know, if they didn't know, you know, the second the clock ran out against the Raiders that they had to beat New England, regardless of what happened to the Ravens, then they're like, they're not paying attention because I knew that and you knew that. And likewise, like, they know that now. Like, I, I've seen, I saw some quotes, you know. From the locker room after after the Patriots game, like they gotta go on and beat they gotta beat the Saints. They they have they to don't beat. have to, but they they need help if they don't. If they don't beat the Saints, they need the Chargers to beat the Ravens. They need yeah. to stay ahead of the Ravens. And, here, and you asked me about the Chargers, and like the Chargers can beat the Ravens. Yes, they you can. Know, you can't convince me that just because the Ravens switch quarterbacks that all of a sudden they're like unstoppable. They're not. Okay, they they they're still just as vulnerable as they were with Flacco at the helm. Right. Then they they maybe have like a different look on offense. They have the okay. oldest wide. But receiving, other than quarterback, they the have the oldest wide
1: team. receiving core in the in the NFL. And, they, they, and it's, it's got to be the oldest. I don't know for a fact. I fact check me if you want, people. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna tell me that um, Michael Crabtree, John Brown, Willie Sneed Senior. Mm-hmm. um and they got somebody else down there, and it's a wide receiver, dude. Those dudes made names for themselves five years ago. Yeah, and I know they're not old; they're younger than
0: us. But in the NFL, they're about to die in ten minutes. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it is a short lifespan. You know, um, here's here's the thing about the Chargers, though. Like, they, I would almost put my money behind them—not money, but I don't know. There's got to be something for the fact that it's Philip Rivers. You know he's he's from the same draft class as Big Ben and yep, Eli. Yep. And is. And there's 04. four Super Bowls among that group, and Philip has zero of those four. Well, five technically, five appearances, four wins. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, this is kind of like the Ovechkin theory that we talked about. Like, would you have thought that those Phil three Rivers... quarters, the way they hyped those three quarterbacks in that draft class? Manning and went one, Rivers went two. Would, and you, and they would went you have believed teams. that they said like, okay, and the Chargers are not even gonna make a Super Bowl? Or they're they're going to have very, like, mediocre playoff results. Um maybe it's time. Like, maybe, maybe you know what? Like, I bet and like I'm rooting for the Steelers, okay, and I'm oh, yeah, I'm, I'm knocking the on the wood right the now. Through, on but on if the they don't make it and Chargers do I'm okay with it. I'm okay bro. with it, man. Cause you know what, like Rivers has paid his dues. He's been a he's been a solid player in the league from the first year. How many Yinzers do you think are still bitter
1: about 1993, 94?
0: Uh I know there's one. <laughs> I'm I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my You're raising hand. You
1: raising your too. hand, Steve? there's two? That like um, Stan Humphreys. I mean,
0: I I hope my brother is like listening moved on, not crying anymore about right. it like he did but right yeah like I'm you know like,
1: AFC championship game it was 1994 mm-hmm. you know
0: January 94 is the 93-94 season and, I was only bitter you know, for the two weeks it took me to realize what Steve Young would have done to us well yeah cause I watched I watched that Super Bowl at like the rec center cause I was like you know 13 years old no 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 that was and, the uh, following year no no that was that year I was 13. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it was 90, okay. So that was a game at the wreck. Okay. So
1: that was the 94, 95 season because then it was the 95, 96 season. The Steelers won against Harbaugh and the Colts mm-hmm. and lost to Dallas. So mm-hmm. the yeah, the Niners won their fifth Super Bowl. Then Dallas won their fifth Super Bowl and then the Steelers got their fifth in 05. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, but it's yeah, it, it's you know that that was what Bam Morris. They should've Damn. they should they should have ran
0: Bam Morris and put him up the middle instead of trying to do a little stupid passing play. Well no the 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 San Diego game was about the defense. That was the Dennis Gibson game. Yeah, but at the end of it the stewards had the ball
1: and they could have scored. They Oh what, Eric
0: Green got tackled on like the one yard line?
1: Yeah. Right. I mean but and they they should have just ran Bam all the way up and didn't. It and doesn't then, matter, man. Like, yeah, I mean, that's... that's We're, we're talking... To, I didn't care to
0: nearly us. as much back then. Right. You know, like... We're talking almost 25 years. We were, we were still only, like, 15 years out from our last Super Bowl win, and I think we were raised to just expect it at some point. And it was, like, the 10 years in between that game and when they actually did win the Super Bowl that really, I think, started to mess with our heads a little bit. Yeah. Um... Like I don't, I consider that Chargers game to be just like a thing that happened on the way to the fifth Super Bowl. Well, well, like losing to the Cowboys the next year in the actual Super Bowl was much more disappointing to me, and I remember that Super Bowl game a lot better than vividly, vividly the AFC Championship game from the year before. Vividly, and it sucked, you know, but they lost, and like life went on. And they, it was like, they were new, you know? Like, they were young. They had O'Donnell and Eric Green. Cordell Stewart was a rookie. Cordell Stewart was a rookie. He was Slash. You know, they had, exactly, he was Slash. I bought his, I bought his jersey. Well, I didn't buy it. My aunt bought it for me, but I had his Cordell right. Stewart jersey because right. he was Slash.
1: Uh, Eric Pegram. Peewee. Uh, Eric Pegram, uh,
0: Ernie Thrills Mills. Pe- was Was Eric Pegram not thirty eight? Did he wear number 38? I think he was. So I was thinking a lot about Eric Pegram this weekend. With Steven Ridley? Yeah, No, not Ridley. It's uh, Samuels. 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 Yeah, Samuels yeah. wears 38. And I was like, man, I haven't I haven't seen a 38 Running ter- back. tearing up a Steelers game of, of consequence uh, since Pee Wee Pegram. Right? Um, it reminded it, me of that old Myron Cope song. <laughs> I think it was when he covered You Can't Touch This. And you want to talk about feeling old. Ugh. You can't touch this, Steve. Rest, rest in peace, Myron Cope. Rest in peace, Myron, man. Every um, time
1: I, uh, anytime I think, hear the name Eric Pegram, I always think of the um, CSI Pittsburgh skit on WDBE. Oh, God. And, and, and where, like, you know, the two guys in the alley saw him. Which ones? The ones wearing a Steelers jersey. They're all wearing Steelers jerseys. <laughs> Which one? The one Eric Pigram jersey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's why you don't. That's why you don't get like you know. It's all fun and games to have. Like I'm gonna have the most unique Steelers jersey of anyone on the South Side. You know, until you like punch a police horse. And then you're like, shit, man. I wish I just had a like a Heinz Ward jersey like you know, what? You know what? No, But no,
1: no, no, no sport tops the randomness jerseys other than hockey. I'll tell you that. You and I went to the uh, final Frozen Four. Yeah. And how many jerseys did we see that were just like the randomness jerseys, whether they were college, European, um, NHL, from way back to current, it was ridiculous. I mean, I saw a Zali Zlatsky Whalers jersey. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, there were some good ones. And, uh, and
0: hockey fans, they, I mean, they appreciate the history of the sport, and there are a lot of classic looks Yes, that, that they just don't do anymore. But, because... if, but,
1: but if you're rolling around right now with an Eric Pegram jersey, Send us a picture
0: of it on Twitter at boldpg8sports yeah. on Twitter, please. Yeah, because yeah. I want to see it. That's um, that, that is an obscure one. I don't, I'm, I can't say that I've ever seen a peagram jersey. Now, uh,
1: we have a friend of uh, a friend in the one group in one circle of friends I hang out with that we all get together for games and stuff. Um, uh, they still make fun of her for having
0: a Deuce Daily jersey. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, like, it's cool to support Deuce Staley by buying his jersey, but if you really believe in what he stands for, you should buy some sweatpants. Because <laughs> he was, like, the best advertisement for, like, NFL-branded Steelers sweatpants. Yeah. Because he was hurt, like, the whole season that we had him. Yeah. But who cares? Like, he won't, they won the Super Bowl that year. You know? He has a ring. He has a ring. And, um... Tommy Maddox got garbage thrown in his yard that year. And then they still won the Super Bowl. I mean... So, like, Deuce Staley is, like... He was not the most detrimental player on the so roster. I, I think
1: on Sunday, I saw a Najee Davenport jersey. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> you, one. You know, dump truck? Dump truck? Deuce Davenport? <laughs> I mean... But no, but so the Steelers came out and they played the game... And said, look, we're going to make you cover us, man on man, and mm-hmm. and, and we're going to beat you. Yeah. Is what they did, because they came out, and even Ben said in his radio show, not his radio show, but he... Right. Well, they call it his radio they show. They call it his radio show, yeah, but yeah, every, t- every two, Tuesday, he calls in on 93.7 The Fan, and they talk, and Ben's on for a half an hour, and he's like, look, and he goes... How many times did you see us go five
0: wides in that game? A lot. How many times did you see him go five wides all year? Never. And that's the best part about me sitting in my darkened office with my cat, like, <laughs> watching the first half, is that, like I can actually hear the commentary, and I don't have some jagoff like trying to talk to me, you know. So, um, yeah, and that that was like the first possession. Tony Romo is pointing that out, like they're going five wide. But despite them going five, five wide and a setback. Five wide and a setback, and they're putting AB in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got, like, Vance McDonald as a wideout, which is great. Like, it doesn't matter well, anymore. Well, they were in doing. So, well, okay. The tight so, end position is the, the only reason the tight end exists anymore is to, like, handicap a, fantasy. Yeah. Okay, because I, I the best tight ends in today's game they're just are just super like big, big slot receivers. They're super big slot so receivers. So like, you know, like, yeah, line, line Antonio Brown in the slot, put Vance McDonald out wide, you know, put put Samuels in a slot position and you've got him on the field so if you want to like audible and like have a running back at one to point, pick up a blitz, at one you point still got I looked somebody. at the lineup
1: and Amanda looked at me and she goes, are they really doing five wides right now? I'm like, Anna said back and she goes, Holy shit. She goes, but look at those Jersey numbers. Mm -hmm. She's like, they're all in the eighties. I'm like, yeah, there's three tight ends on the one side. And Mm -hmm. he had AB and Juju on the left. So you had three tight ends on the right, AB and Juju on the left. And you had Samuels as a setback. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it it, it takes you back to the movie R.C. Blues where they sit there and they come out in the second half and they, you know, and and you've all seen the movie R.C. Blues. I've not. And and you, and you, what? Damnation. I'll give it to you on VHS tape.
0: (laughs) The funny thing is I could watch it tonight because my VCR is hooked up in the bedroom. awesome. I could fall asleep to that sweet, sweet Vanderbeek. But you know what? I'm not going to.
1: But 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 in the, the the one scene in the movie, you have the guy in the stands going, one two three four
0: five, <laughs> like, which is like <laughs> normal in today's NFL, but in mm-hmm. Texas football of like whatever era that movie, like the nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands. So yeah, like that's yeah, it's a big deal, and it's not typical of the Steelers. But
1: at one point, they put three tight ends on one side, and Ab and Juju on the left mm-hmm. with a setback, and. We saw New England's defense get burnt because they're like, who the fuck are we going to double? Mm. So they double AB and they double Juju, which leaves fucking Vance McDonald wide open and gets a fucking touchdown. Yeah. And then they double AB again and then they, they play man the rest of it and then Juju's able to make plays.
0: And I, I and saw then, in the post game where they were interviewing Vance and like they had his stats and on the screen while he was talking. Okay, he had like two catches. But they were both huge catches. Like I, if you hadn't seen the stats, I think you could have easily be easily been convinced that Vance McDonald had like five catches, because when he did when he did have a catch, it was huge. I love the offensive game plan. Um, the defense was great. Like they were actually getting to Brady. Like Brady actually like got knocked down a couple times. Like when he got passes off, and he was overthrowing receivers. And you know that last possession, like. When he took the ball with two and a half minutes left, I was just like, we've all seen this movie, right? Like, Brady, you know, 100 yards is nothing to him when you give him that much time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, two minutes. 75 two, yards. Two minutes and, and Tom and, Brady. Yeah. What are you going to do? I was I was like, I don't, I wasn't ready to even watch the overtime because I was like, you're going to get overtime. And... But watching that whole last possession and him overthrowing three times in a row, mm-hmm. that was great. But that's the new NFL. Like... Was talking, I was talking about this with my brother. The NFL's all about coverage sacks now. It's a passing league with like down linemen who rush the quarterback. Like the most famous pass rushers in the NFL right now are like Vaughn Miller and the Watts. Right. Uh, and then Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack and like Keekly. Mm. Throw him in there. Alright? Like, who are the famous linebackers? Like, this is not, like, a Joey Porter, James Harrison, like, you know, starting, like, three yards behind the line of scrimmage and just, like, running their ass off. Like, this is about, like, linebackers have to do coverage because teams are using more receivers, and the tight end game, like, as we said, you know, tight ends aren't blocking anymore, so you've got linebackers on tight ends. And if you're doing a zone blitz, like, you've got a linebacker on a slot receiver sometimes. And the, the pressure on the quarterback has to come from guys like, you know, J.J. J. Watt, and T.J. Watt, you know, and Vaughn Miller, if you have one, if you're lucky enough to have one on your team. So that's what the Steelers are doing. Like, it was awesome. Watt was awesome. You know, Hargrave, you know, they're, they're getting to the quarterback. And the defensive backs, except for that one play where the guy was, like, 19.5 yards of separation. Did oh, you see God. that? that was, uh, he was the most, the most wide open of any receiver in the past two yeah. seasons of football. Yeah. Uh, that curse, uh, uh, I'm
1: not surprised if that, that was well, the Steelers' well, secondary. Well, that, that was... Okay, so the Steelers went down and, and the Steelers took the ball. They won the toss and took the ball first, which is the first time this year they've done that all year. I was very where they, skeptical where of they, that move. When they took the ball first... And they didn't defer. I'm to thinking the three and, and out.
0: My, my negative little brain is and, like and, three and out. And they took the ball. And then Brady's going to just they, like. They pick took them the apart. ball
1: and ran it 75 yards. And they ate up like six and a half minutes. And they ate six and a half minutes of the clock, which is great. They The Steelers. That's like Jerome Bettis era clock ma- management. Maintain clock management, right? Um, but then you have Tom Brady come out and go three plays and a score with a 65 yard touchdown to fucking Chris Hogan, who's wide the fuck open over everyone. Where
0: I guess your DB and your safety made a decision. They made the wrong. It was one. a bad decision. I'd they rather get, get the wrong beat, one. I'd rather get beat because like somebody just made the wrong decision, than like get beat because like we're just not fast enough to keep up with Chris Hogan. Right. Okay. So like yes, just don't let that happen again. And they did. And that like that's something the coaches can fix. And they didn't. So here you go. Big Ben was twenty-two
1: for thirty-four, two hundred thirty-five yards, two TDs, two interceptions. Uh, one interception really wasn't his fault. All right. Um, rushing yards, Jalen Samuels, 19 carries, 142 yards, 7.5 average. Uh, nobody scored a rushing TD, but you had Ridley with three carries, 16 yards. Uh, Switzer with one carry, three yards, and Ben himself was two carries, minus three. You expect that. Receiving, uh, James Washington made a nice little comeback. Uh, you know, he's he's a rookie this year. They um, threw to him a lot. He hasn't had a lot of production uh, this year. Completely, uh, he made some bad decisions and whatnot. I guess adjusting to the NFL game from the college game. Yeah, like you um, don't have to dive. Yeah, you don't have to dive. Make it look, you know, run under the ball mm-hmm. and it'll be there. Um, stuff it's like just, that. It's just, you know, you, know, they, 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 I, they, you know, they sat him down one game, didn't dress him, and he basically stood next to Tom. Ben Leonard called him out a little bit on his Ben called him show. out a little bit, you know. Um, but James Washington, three receptions, 65 yards. Uh, AB, four receptions, 49 yards, and a TD on that one. Uh, Juju, four receptions, 40 yards. Uh, Samuels, uh, out of the backfield, two receptions, 30 yards. Uh, Eli Rogers, his first game back after being on the pup list. Um two receptions, thirty yards. Or, or sorry, four receptions, twenty yards. Uh Vance McDonald's, uh two receptions, thirteen yards, one T D. Ryan Switzer, you know. So Ben's throwing the ball around. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers he hit. That's how it's done these um, days. Yeah. Uh defense, Joe Hayden had that big interception. And that, that was, was huge. That was huge. That was a huge And the Steelers have only had seven interceptions this year as a team. Joe Mm. Hayden, I think has had three of them. Mm. Um, That was huge for him. Uh, That was huge for the Steelers. That was huge on the defense. Uh, Getting an interception inside the 20, when Brady was flushed out of the pocket, dropped back and kind of let a floater go. And that was a jump ball. And he had two Patriots around him. You know, at that point, they were wide receivers, but playing defensive backs, trying to butt the ball away. But he got got to the spot... he got to the spot, he, he jumped, drowned, jumped up, he got he the jumped. ball, he got the ball, he jumped, he came up, two feet inbounds, and boom. You know, uh, how about, were you, uh, did you see the play um, that the Patriots tried to do a little funny shit where they came out on a fourth and two and they took a timeout? I, I didn't see that play. I think oh, no, that no, no, sorry, the- sorry, they didn't take a timeout. They came out at fourth and two, and we're going to do a hurry-up offense. The mm-hmm. Steelers took a timeout. Yeah. And then the Patriots come up to the line, still with Tom Brady in the offense. Mm. They came up to the ball, and Tom Brady gets under center. Does his blue 80, blue 80, hut, hut, whatever, whatever. No snap, no snap, no snap. Trying to draw the Steelers off sides. Then all of a sudden, with 13 seconds left on the play clock, the whole offense runs off the field. They bring on the special teams. And they drop back and punt it, but the Steelers don't have time to put on their special teams. Joe Hayden, at that point, as a safety, mm. has to run back and, and receive the punt. Which, to me, he was a punt returner in college. He was a punt returner when he came into the league with Cleveland. Mm. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, And they punt the ball to him and drop before him, drop for him. And, and he yells, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Mm. And it's it's down on the 20, whatever. Yeah. I mean, but. You know, they was tried. that at
0: like the end of the first half? I think so. Yeah, I was, was driving. It? I was driving because I left, yeah. I left uh, Dormont at the two-minute warning. Yeah. And I was like somewhere on the parkway when I you know, I remember so them the saying, Patriots like, they tra- got Joe Hayden back there.
1: Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they. you know, and, and if he would have been able to receive the punt and run it back, I would have trusted him with it.
0: Yeah. You know And they and, said that I mean like Billy and Tunch were like all over yeah, that. They're like, yeah. Well Joe Hayden's back there, like he's got experience.
1: Yeah. Amanda's uh, I, I, uh, I sitting there watching, she goes, Well the fuck are they? like Joe Hayden's at least back there. But I felt but I'm saying like however
0: you you, you want to criticize like the timeout and you know what they did there. It was the first half. Yeah. Um they needed to get the ball back because they, they had to kick to New England after halftime. Oh yeah. So they, they needed to like not let them score. Right. Definitely. So they, they had to play like a like a punt safety. They couldn't just like run Switzer out there, like because if the if New England fakes, you know, scores touchdown and then gets the kickoff. I mean, it's a completely different game. They probably don't win. So you know, I was fine with that. Like I wasn't watching it on T V, so I didn't have that whole like the visual. terror the terror that is inspired by like the visual of yeah. like you know, the whole offense. It looks running like off they the don't field. know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Okay, so like the you know the way it was described on the radio, it's like, no offense, but like they're often like not sure what's going on, like um, you know. I mean, Bill Hillgrove is a distant cousin of mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, he's I think my fourth cousin. I've always been a fan, but there's um, a lot. There's a lot of like, trust me, I've always seen What, the, what did you see, Wolf? Like what did what did you yeah, see yeah, down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I mean, there's uh, there's that, but
1: I mean. No, uh, I, I prefer to listen to radio guys, honestly, mm. over top of... But, you know what, honestly, I do like Tony Romo as an announcer.
0: He's growing on me because he says smart things and he Because is,
1: he's not far removed from the game. Yeah. And he can see things and be like, oh, this is that, this is that, this is that. Compared to... Now you got Jason Witten on Monday Night Football. I haven't heard of his who name. Who Jason Witten on Monday Night Football is not... A radio guy.
0: Everyone, everyone. He's not. That a, I see, he's not an announcing guy. He, everyone comments on how bad he is and g- how bad you know, like the Monday night. Team you know, give him a few moments. Give, I, give I don't care time. about that. You know, like, uh, watch so, football. Do you, no, you like football? Hey, hey, no, I watch college football. No, there's like a million games on, and they can't all be like Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know? I mean,
1: and no one deal with it. No one's as bad as Chris Collinsworth.
0: Fuck that guy. I don't. <laughs> everyone. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> everyone hates Collinsworth. Because they think he's biased against their team. Every team. Except for maybe Bengals fans, but how often are the Bengals on Sunday Night Football? True. Like, everyone thinks Collinsworth is biased against their team. That means he's actually doing the job correctly. You know? Everybody thinks Collinsworth hates their team. Like, I just think he's kind of like a dopey guy who says dumb stuff sometimes. And, like, Romo... I think is more intelligent, but I think sometimes he needs to back off and just like let the game breathe. Um, like last year, I I compared him to like an excited puppy who like loves football and has also just seen snow for the first time. I, I think and, like Ramo... I think he's lost the snow angle, but I still think he's got the excited puppy see, who see, loves football. See,
1: I think Romo didn't want to leave the game, but his body said you need to leave the
0: game. Well, you know what? You'll you make, know, don't you'll know. make you'll make just as much money over the long term. Oh yeah. On like I mean I'm sure like, Jim Nance has made more hey. money than like Jason Worlds made before he retired. Uh, just over the long, oh, over the long working term for, oh, CBS yeah. for oh, yeah, all those yeah, yeah, years. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not annually. Yeah. But you can yeah. you can do announcing until you're eighty. It's been you can't true. you can't Ma- play Ma- football. Ma- Ma- I mean shit, Marv yeah. Albert's still yeah. announcing shit.
2: Yeah shit. Dickie V.
1: Albert. I Pat Summer was Pat Summer you know, all ripe of, old age and you know John uh, Madden. Yeah, John Madden. Bill you know, Hilgrove, hell. Bill Hilgrove have
0: you know? gotta be in his seventies. He'd been doing 80s? I mean he was doing pit games before he did sixties. How about
1: fucking what's his name? Um Dick uh, Dick Stockton? No, for pit basketball. Oh Dick Groat. Dick Groat. Yeah. I mean Dick Grote's... <laughs> you wanna talk about a guy who can die in ten minutes? Shit. <laughs> Best... I, by all means, I don't want Dick Groot no, to no, die no, no, tomorrow. No, but damn it. Knock, knock, knock. Knock on knock. one there. But... Dick Gertz,
0: my favorite, man. Uh... So Dick Groot's telling stories about how, like, when he played for the Pirates, like, he drove into work from Swissvale every day. Oh, right? yeah. And the parkway wasn't built yet. No,
1: and he had to take the He had roads. to take
0: Commercial Road and, like, Forward Avenue, like, and Panther Hollow Drive. Through Park. I guess the no, Boulevard of the Allies was built. yeah, but still like you know, you're only on that for like a block, and then you've got to make a right at some point or you're going to yeah. drive clear past Oakland. I, I mean, if there's anything I could relate to, it's like having to get up every day and go to freaking Oakland, <laughs> but not taking the parkway. right? Because, because you, you, your job is on like Forbes Avenue or your high school is on Fifth Avenue. One of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean, so Dick-
0: basically I'm saying is that I'm Dick Grote. Yeah. He and I are like the same. You and Dick Grote. Yep. Yeah, I played for Duke. What's it to you? Yeah.
1: Won a national championship at Duke. Mm. Won a World Series the Pirates. Duke Nukem. Yeah. I played Duke Newcomb. Is it count? Duke Newcomb. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> no, nah, but with the Steelers game going on this Sunday in New Orleans, it, they need to figure out what New Orleans is bad at. And just shove it down their throat, and so get it, get it together. And, and New Orleans, if anything, in the last three weeks, has proven
0: they're beatable if you can just play better than them. New Orleans is scary because because Patriots last... don't have a Kamara. Okay, nope. Patriots don't have that. Like, is he a running back or is he a receiver? The Steelers used to have that. They used to have that. They they there was a Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and he didn't play football this year for anybody. Nope, he didn't. So they got the Kamara.
1: They got Kamara. And
0: are you a Kamara? I'm not. I'm not either. And neither is anybody on New England. Um, so that's what worries me because like they've got better personnel. Like Breeze (sighs) might not be a better quarterback than Brady in terms of like overall, but he's having a better year than Brady and the reason for that is because he's got better targets he's got better weapons he's got better personnel and he's got two running
1: backs he got Mark Ingram and he's got um, and he's got Kamara who, so, who who sits out in the slot who sits out as a uh, as a running back who sits out as a receiver um, you know he's got in- Ingram's just a straight running back he doesn't do anything else other than just run the ball at the middle um, he's got uh, Who's this why Michael Thomas? Mm. Fucking ridiculous. Uh let me speak a little bit about this New Orleans shit because I have half of them on my fantasy team.
0: Yeah, I know that. Um I, I watched a, a Saints game at the bar during the Steelers bye week and I was just rooting for you, man. Thank you. They're playing you. The Bengals too, so uh, Thank you. Uh, it helps. Yeah. Um, it was easy to do. But but, 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 yes. le,
1: but let me tell you that so me with my fantasy football. I was number one in my league all season. I won the regular season. I go to the playoffs, number one. I'm playing the number eight seed in my playoff league. And, of course, I, and I told you, I'm like, I'm going to lose week one. And you're like, ah, oh, you'll be all right. Your team's been good. Well, guess what? I lost week one, not this weekend, but the week before, because week one was was the playoffs. The last three weeks the last three weeks, Drew Brees has not put up over ten fantasy points. No. Yeah. Last weekend, the the final week of the regular season of fantasy football, he put up like seventeen. Mm. The first week in the playoffs he put up five and this weekend he put up six point eight. Um, I am now into it's the. Whack. I'm now into the losers bracket. I don't know. I'm know. i in the losers bracket of fantasy football playoffs. So you don't get to win your league. Or, so no, you, I won my regular season. Champions I won my regular season league, but I don't get a chance to play for the
0: championship. Okay, so you're. I'm in the losers bracket. Do you play for the first round pick? We're playing. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are. That's what I'm in. Yeah, I won. So, I won my game, but I
1: lost yet yeah, this weekend, the second week in a row. Okay, so the first week of fantasy football playoffs. The person I'm playing had Derrick Henry, who went off for like 51 points as a running back. Mm. You know what was it? Four touchdowns, 280 some yards, plus receiving points. Because we're PPR. Mm. Like, come on. So I'm a little bitter, but I have Breeze as my quarterback. Kamara is a run as a as a number one running back. And then I have the Saints defense currently. Now, the Saints defense has been putting up over top 10 points per game. Yeah. Fancy points. Now, nobody's going to... But, you know, uh, the person I played it also had Derrick Henry, also had Michael Thomas, Hmm. who, when they beat me in fantasy football, and Breeze didn't do shit and had five point... or, Or, sorry, he had... Six point eight points. His one touchdown was to Michael Thomas.
0: <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, fantasy is a cruel. It's a right. It's a it's it a is frustrating hobby. It is. It's a frustrating hobby. And it, it's fun when you win. It's fun when you and win. When you, when you, you lose, got, lose, you got to chalk it up to just like you can't you know, predict football. You can't. And there's and, there's not enough balls to go around to everybody. Not enough. And when you when you and that's like when you're. You're forced almost to pick guys from teams like New Orleans because they put up so much offense normally. Yeah, And then you get stuck in like they have a bad week and there's only so many balls to go around and it just kind of comes down to like a crapshoot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, well, this week with the Steelers going in,
1: they got a lot to worry about. You know, you got Ingram who runs the mm-hmm. ball right at the middle and up your throat. Kamara who can run the ball up your throat but also hits you from the outside. Bounce outside can hit you from the slot receiver position, hit you from that. Um, what was that Tampa? What was that Tampa offense that they did with um, back in the day? It was um, uh, a setback with a right side toss to the to the running back up the sidelines. There was a name for it. I can't remember it right now. Um, you know, it was it was you know. And I used it all the time on Madden two thousand and two. <laughs> but yeah. it was the year after they won the, it was the year they won the Super Bowl you know mm. but um you so know like a work done design it was work like, done it was yeah, a work yeah it was work done exactly it was uh, a work done like design like you know cut up and then cut over and then up and over and mm. whatever but uh but yeah it, you know they and they have
0: the defense is decent and they're playing in the superdome
1: which yeah. is never a good place
0: the way I look um, at it man like I'm really Zen okay. I want the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. I always want the Steelers. If Steelers. they're going to win the Super Bowl, like, they might have to beat New Orleans. They're going to have to beat New Orleans. No, but I mean, like, even if they were, like, 10 and, 10 and 4 right now. Yeah. You know. They'd, if they were undefeated, okay, like, there's still a chance that they could, like, win out the season and then have to play New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Or, a team that's, like, better than New Orleans or just as good and, like, Happen to beat them in, like, the NFC Championship game. So, basically what I'm saying is that, like, if the Steelers beat the Saints, that's awesome, because that means that's, like, another step on the road to the Super Bowl. Yep. And if they lose to the Saints, that's fine, too, because that just means that, you know, they don't have what it takes to win the Super Bowl. Correct. Because they're going to have to play someone... They're either playing the Saints or the Rams... In the Super Bowl, probably, probably, and these are both teams with multiple options. They can spread the field. Oh, completely. And the Steelers' like secondary has been not the best, not at all. So they were really good. We'll see what happens. I will be. I'll be excited if they win, and my life will go on if they lose.
1: It will. We'll be just a little more upset.
0: But we'll just we'll just be just talking hey, a and bunch then, of shit on the Bengals next and week, and,
1: and then hockey season officially starts after
0: football's over. right. So because hockey right now only fills the void. So just just to just to recap, okay, Pirates are cutting payroll. Yep. Penguins are in a bad spot right now in the standings, and That's the good. Steelers and the Steelers can like legitimize their Super Bowl hopes by winning on Sunday. Correct. So I'd still rather be the Steelers than either of the other
1: right. major teams. And we didn't even talk about, like, pit basketball or, you know, really any bowl games. I think
0: we teased some local hockey, uh,
1: you local know. college
0: hockey. We'll, we'll do that next week. If the Steelers lose to the Saints, like, guess what? It's... You're getting nothing but Bobby Moe hockey for an hour and a half next week. <laughs> women's hockey. Don't because matter. the
1: Bobby Moe women's team men's, is way better than the men's. The
0: women are better. Um... <laughs> yeah, let's do, like, a Women Are Better show some sometime. We'll do, like, Bobby Moe hockey and, like, Penn State basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of women's basketball, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Scroll through tonight. So many games. So many games.
1: I'm like, oh, there's a Pitt game. Oh, it's a Pitt women's game. Yeah. Who are they playing? I have no clue. But this chick from the other team was lighting up Pitt. Was she? She was, like, bang. Bang all day long, like so. The they three lost. Ah, uh, I think Pitt came back and won, but but still. but still, like
0: home game. Yeah, it was it was at the Peterson, okay.
1: and and what's sad? All right, women's basketball is not that favorable in Pittsburgh.
0: I got it. But when they were good, people got on the bandwagon.
1: Right, but even when they were good, there was still only the lower bowl filled. There was hardly anybody that's, in their building.
0: Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's sad. That's sad. it was and really... it's gonna take it's gonna take a couple good years to get people that interested so but, but it could be done like when I when Pitt went to like the sweet 16 for the women's so you know, people, okay people were into so, it. so I were... don't know who
1: the pitt women's coach is now it used to be Susie McConnell yeah who we know that Susie McConnell is the sister of McConnell that coaches at Charval mm. who's the aunt of tj mcconnell who plays for the philadelphia 76ers yes um i also work with a nephew of hers okay um cv he's a cv kid yeah Yeah. he lives in neville he's from Nevillewood. whatever he's one of those guys you know probably got he's he's 24 years old and you know he's a redhead he's a ginger Uh Uh He he has no soul um, hey come on man <laughs> but no so i right. talked to him he's like irish hey, he, all irish he, people have souls he's, he's like yeah he goes yeah yeah that's my aunt. he goes i'm you know that's my aunt that my mom's a mcconnell da-da-da-da. I'm like, okay cool and he said he goes i was like so what's up with your aunt i was like what's she doing right now he goes chilling hanging chillin out the house. house hanging i'm like <laughs> shooting hoops i'm like well she got fired from pit he goes, yeah, it kind of sucks. She's kind of upset about it. He goes, but they're paying her $900,000 a year mm. for the rest of her contract for the next four years. Okay. nine hundred grand a year. To do nothing. To do because nothing. Because they had
0: to buy out her contract. So, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Plus, she got to feed Mr. Rogers fish. Right? I mean. And she got an Olympic gold medal. Yep. She and does. she coached Oakland Catholic to several state championships. Yep. She did so, um, yeah. Good for her.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, college sports, the NCAA,
0: this still... stuff. It's they're on. Look, it's finals, okay. <laughs> like we're we're just focused on the Steelers. I know. And then once finals are over and the next semester starts, like we'll have a much better well, picture. Of... Also,
1: after the first of the year starts, conference play. Yeah, and that's so that's, that's, that's the yeah. serious moment of like. So you got. January and February is all conference play, and March is March Madness.
0: So yeah, like we'll we'll talk more I mean, we'll talk more college basketball in January, yeah, and February, yeah, because um, right I, now for, conference play. I mean, Pitt looks
1: stellar right now. Now, for my part, I
0: tried to put on the Saturday was the first Pitt basketball first men's Pitt basketball game that was blacked out. Okay on the, on the uh, streaming. Right. Which I guess means it was picked up by AT and T Sports. Um, or somebody else, but it was against Maryland Eastern Shore, and they beat them by like thirty points. I saw that. So like, I'm not. Score. I'm not going out of my way, you know. I'll follow along, and if it's close in the second half, then I'll I'll go watch it because I feel like they they need me at that right. point. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're beating a team like that easily, so it's not a big deal. Um, so yeah, we got we got lots of basketball and hockey. We got all winter to talk about that. Like this is the week. This is a playoff game for the Steelers. It's a playoff game. so and You have to treat it that way. I I am, but I don't suit up. You, I, I don't suit up either. I, I, if I, I did, they would I, guaranteed I, lose. You know what?
1: I suit up in black and gold as in my Steelers jersey and my Steelers hat and my terrible towel around my belt of mm-hmm. my jeans or my shorts that I'm yeah. wearing at that point in time. And I am a fan.
0: If I it's a 4 o'clock game, I will have real real pants on by then. Yeah, yeah. And some sort of jersey. But yeah. if it's a 1 o'clock game, I'm probably just going to watch it in my uh, you know, Steelers pajamas. Right. And, and, but you're still wearing Steelers? I
1: got my Steelers slippers on right now. You do, man. Those kick ass. They, they are. And they were $2 at Sears before they closed. Man. <laughs> you made out. I did. You made out. I did. I got my Steelers blanket my mom made that my cat sleeps on. Um, Stella made out too. Then Stella made it looks out like too. It's like comfy she, ass blanket. She, it is. It is. It's got pocket for your feet. It's awesome. Nice. All right, folks. Um, Matt and I will be back next week with some more inside scoop. Maybe. Oh we'll,
0: yeah, we we'll got Christmas next week. But like, yeah, yeah, we'll get something done. Let's figure something out. We'll get Boxing something day, done. Boxing Day special, maybe. Boxing Day special. Hey, you know. work, I mean, I'm working every day next week. Is so. Christmas next week? Mm-hmm. Are
1: you fucking si kidding? Senor,
0: it's now, December
1: 19th. What day is Christmas? I know it's the 25th. What day of the week is it? <laughs> is that uh, like it's a, a
0: Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Shit. So yeah. it's next Tuesday's Christmas? Yep. Yeah, man. Fuck. Get some lights on that tree. No, oh, they're on there. I just have to plug them in. Why didn't they plug them in, man? I've been sitting here, like, not being all Christmassy. Because I don't want the tree to begin with. <laughs> wow, man. I thought I was humbug. Damn.
1: I, I, I look at the tree as like, yeah, it's there. Cool. That's just one
0: more thing I got to take I tell you what, man. With. I bought a tree today. I feel like I waited. I feel like we, we left it late this year. Like, we, we could have gone on Sunday before the Steeler game. We could have gone last Sunday before that Steeler game. I, you know, I put the tree up. I, I, I went. Got some takeout for dinner. I was only gone for like maybe an hour. A couple other errands and like, you know. Get back home. My house smelled awesome. Ah, So awesome. I'm so glad. I mean, that's a
1: fake treat. It's been in a fucking Rubbermaid bin for... It hasn't been up for four years. And we've been in this house for... Since 15. We're in 18, so three years. Yeah. It was up... The last time it was up was the old house in Dormont. And put it up this year because Amanda wanted to. And... And because it's Christmas. And because it's Christmas. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. I just go with the whole, like... I
0: don't have little kids running around.
1: It's her and I. We both work way
0: too much. It's mm. not
1: like... Uh, I feel the same way
0: about all that, but, like... My whole thing is that, like, we were a fake tree family... In my house, and that's a fake tree. Except for one year when we got a real tree, and then and somebody in your
1: family was allergic to it. No, no, no,
0: it was crooked. <laughs> oh, and it fell over. Oops. On the dining room table. Oops. Um, <laughs> and we never got another real tree after that. So, as an adult, when I can just pick whatever tree I want, like, how much I, you pay for your tree? I paid eighty. I heard, but Christmas I got trees. I got a wreath and a bouquet of flowers thrown in. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. I heard
1: Christmas trees. Uh, okay, we have a real wreath outside in the front porch, mm-hmm. and it's outside. Uh, I'll show it to you when we leave. But it, I, I mean, we paid twenty dollars for the wreath mm-hmm. down at uh, uh, the, the Taste of Lawrenceville. Okay, and we were, and I mean, it's like, oh, I want a wreath. I'm like, okay, I'll well, have a wreath, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a. Uh, I guess the restaurant industry has has made me hate Christmas. Uh, I can see that. Um, I can see but, that. But um but no, it's like we don't have little kids running around. Mm. It's her and I. We work a lot. Yeah, that's part it's of like it. we're not home to like really enjoy it. So, I like, can't
0: be festive on Christmas because I gotta work.
1: You know what Christmas is to me? A
0: day off. Oh, and see, no, it's for and me and for you because it's overtime. On, it's overtime.
1: Overtime. It's overtime, and it's in your scheduled area anyway. Yeah. So like. And I work yeah. from home. If Christmas f- fell on a Friday or Sunday, you'd be like, geeked. But, like...
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta wait every, like, seven years for that to happen. <laughs> mm. And, like, we, we get to, like, rank what holidays we want off. And Christmas I always I always pick Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is way choice. cooler. I've, I've done...
1: I've done, like... Thanksgiving's way cooler because you get to get fat and happy and drink wine and beer and yeah.
0: whiskey and... And and you know what is, like, a sneaky, like, second favorite for me? Memorial Day? New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Oh, cool. Same on. deal with the football. Yep. And the laying around and eating. Yep. The only the only way New Year's Day is, like, marginally worse than than uh, Thanksgiving is I'm usually hung over. Yeah.
1: And New Year's Eve, you're working till yeah. I, I, screw New Year's. I would,
0: I would gladly work. I'd work New Year's Eve for no overtime. Well, this year I actually I did. would because like I don't, I still get out of work in time to go drink at a bar before Whoa. last call. I might not be there for the ball drop, but like, yeah, that's just a bunch of like nonsense. Yeah. Like every yeah. everyone's like passing around so, little so, shots. So of New champagne. Year's Eve for me, it, just New whatever. Year's Eve for me in the service
1: industry anymore. I ask like, hey, can I open that day? And they're like, you want to open? You don't want to work New Year's Eve night? I'm like, no, mm. like, you I, know, I, I'll do it I, 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 nine to six, mm. nine a.m. to six p.m., and I let all the nighttime people come in and do all that bullshit. Yeah, because you know what? Between nine and six, I'm still gonna make money. Mm. I'm gonna probably make quality money over mm. quantity money. Yeah, I'll take qual- quality money over qu- quantity right. You don't money. you don't have to like anyway. bust your ass.
0: Yeah, but like the people who you do, you know, see you know, like they're yeah. They're going to come they're in, gonna and they're going to spread gonna, a little holiday love, love, and uh, you, know, you get to benefit from that, exactly. and then you get to go home before the shit show starts. Yeah. That's very wise.
1: Yeah. And and I'm like, I'm not asking to be off, because in the service industry, to be off on New Year's Eve is... That means you're fired, it, or that you means own the pretty place. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, I'm asking to be off. I'll work the day shift. Oh, well, you want to work day? Yeah. Or right, we'll put you on a the day then. Cool. What time can I get out of here? Well, between like 5 and 7. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You know what? I'm happy with that. And you know what? I'll still probably make two or 300 bucks. I'm okay with that. And I don't care. But in the meantime, folks, that's been our show this week. We went really long. We went really long. We went really long because we, really long cause for we no, had for no, no scripts, no notes,
0: no whatever. Just, just a couple guys yeah, just just drinking a couple some, guys, beers some beers. Talking, talking, some talking some about how they feel about holidays and sports. Yeah, sports and, sports and, and playing with a cat yeah, well, and all Stella that actually stuff. left, like, she's, oh, she's under the tree.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's we, so cute. We got a
0: tree kitty. Aw, I we can't wait. Like, we don't, when we put the tree skirt under ours, like, the tree skirt doubles as, like, a throw blanket.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so comfortable. Well, well, hers
0: is the throw blanket until she wants to play with it. All right. <laughs> okay, so, you know, tune in next week for more stories about tree skirts. Yeah. And cats. And cats. And Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're, we're not taping audio. on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Probably if, not. If we tape on, like, Wednesday or Thursday, Christmas will be past... Yeah. So, let's go Steelers, let's go Pens. Let's go Steelers, let's go Pens. Uh, Let's go Nutting's Wallet. And Nutting's Wallet's um, getting fatter. I hope it grows three sizes too big, yeah, like right. the Grinch's heart. It does, it and he spends all his well. money. Maybe he'll wake up Christmas morning and be like, Boy, what day is it? And then he'll go out and like... You spend know, a lot of money on, on Bryce Harper. Probably not, though. So, Merry Christmas, unless you're a Pirates fan.
1: <laughs> go Steelers. Enjoy it all. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Hey, Ian, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media, on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacey on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter, hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com